Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan Slowinski. And I'm Bartek. Yes, that's right. And we are both spit and polished. It's not like that kind of thing where I'm spit and he's polished. No, no, yeah. we're both spit and polished likingly because we are always spitting, you know, because saliva is how you talk, you know? Like, when you do an audio recording-based that... podcast, you make sure you smack those lips. So yeah, saliva... that's how you do it. That's so the top... A science behind saliva where it forms the words? Yeah. Okay. Well, if you have a dry mouth, can you speak properly? Okay. Exactly. But, yeah. right, if I were to, like, spit in my hand and put it up to the microphone, would it do the episode for me? Well, you have to move your hand. <laughs> oh, okay, and then keep yeah. spinning into it to rehydrate your hand, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't just spit, like, and then just expect, like, two and a half hours of, yeah, it's me, Bartek, out of your hand, like, and then, like, right. does your hand have a tongue? So you have to stick the thumb from your other hand through to act like this is the tongue, you know? Like, right. You know, use logic, Bartek. Mm-hmm. And the logic of our show is that we are both always spitting, and yes, we are both Polish. Is that not It's correct? very logical, yes. It's a logical conclusion that we have arrived at. Yes. But we also host the show Unappreciated Masterpieces together. Mm-hmm. And on an Unappreciated Masterpieces, we talk about films. We do film commentaries. Commentaries for films that people don't acknowledge well enough. They're not films that are completely forgotten, but they're not ones that are completely remembered either. They're not on anyone's top ten lists, it seems, which is which is unfortunate, because every single film is a form of art, and isn't art really worth being in your top ten list, huh? You know, that's, yeah, that's yeah. just a statement of truth there. But we don't do direct-to-DVD. No, no, no. We do theatrical release. It feels like, you know, because... Someone had a soul once, mm. and that soul said to them in their dreams, I've got an idea for a movie. And that idea formed in their head, and they took that to their friend and executive at a studio, and that studio executive was like, Oh, mama, that's a great idea. I'm going to get the people on to this job, you know. Let's let's make the chop-chops and get this to happen. That's exactly yeah. how Hollywood works. Yeah. I'm, so, sometimes, I'm an expert. I'm sometimes, an they, sometimes they even throw in, how did you even think of this? Or, uh, oh boy. Just, oh boy. Oh boy, oh jeez. Like, like some movie, <laughs> some genius came up to a studio executive and said, I have an idea for a movie. Hold on to your butts. It's called Big Fat Liar. And that studio executive was like, Oh boy, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> you know, like automatically off the bat. But we're not doing Big Fat Liar in this episode, are we, Bartek? We're doing an important movie. Oh, yes, we're not. We did Big Fat Liar is a very important movie. But it's one that we've already covered on the show. If you want to check it out, check it out. You know, we have so much movie catalog. something episodes going. You know, we're legends of the field of First unappreciated masterpieces. So, Bartek... What is the epic film that we could be covering in this episode? <laughs> Audience is probably thinking like, "Oh, foreshadowing is an epic movie." It's no. not an epic movie. No. 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 It's no. not an epic movie. If we had to do one of those movie ones, it would be date movie because Sophie Monk's in it, and you know she's great. I liked date movie when I saw it. Yeah, well, not it enough was a people long time talk. Ago. <laughs> not enough people talk about that movie. It's so good, but we're not doing date movie. We're doing what movie? <laughs> the word movie is not in the title, Ryan. Well, fuck. We're doing Drusina. Are you telling me we're not doing the Emoji movie? God damn it! I thought we were getting hot off the presses. We haven't yet... Done a movie that's in the cinema? <laughs> no, no, no. Have we ever done a movie that has the word movie in the title? Um... 
I don't know. Maybe. I'm not an expert on spin polish. I just am a part of it. Ah, okay. So what's the Polish... I mean, what's... Oh, shit. No, we're Polish. We are Polish. How are you? Dobrze. Very well, thank you. I said good, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> the movie that we are doing is Drużyna A. Ah, of course. Look, this is embarrassing for everyone involved, especially Bartek. I don't speak Polish, which is, I imagine, what you're speaking. I mean, That's he, why you randomly said good I, I felt like good thanks, yeah, you know, um... You know, I, 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 just actually, I, I, actually, I actually said very well, but that's okay. That's right, you did. Um, so that's a bit speak, embarrassing. I don't, speak, that's... I don't speak English, right? <laughs> you know, doing this podcast, <laughs> I've really learned that I think that you're fluent 97% in English and 98% in Polish. So I'm you're... more fluent in English than Polish. What? Far out. We'll have to find out in the rest of this episode because what is it that you said? But in English, please. I don't speak English, Ryan, so you... Know. Oh, that's embarrassing, then. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're doing Drużyna A, which is obviously the A team. The A team? The A team. The A team? The A team. The A team. The A team, that's the, the movie. fuck? What? The A team? Mm-hmm. The A team? Yep. The team with Mr. A in it? A man, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the it's A team. It's got A man and two others, and then another. Oh, my God. Is this movie involving people with a face? Uh, yeah. Possibly they're a man. Wait, are you telling me... Hold on, hold on. Hold are on. you telling me that in the glorious age of cinema we're in at the moment, and that this film was created in, yeah. that they have managed to surpass any form of misogyny by gathering together a whole bunch of men to represent a team without a woman involved in any fashion, and no one got upset about this? Well, you can see Jessica Biel in the background. She's not in the team. She's not in the A-team. That's A-team. why I said she's in the background. So, well, you're telling me that the A-team managed to subvert, subvert social justice warriors' angst? Wow. We don't even need to cover this episode. Yeah. Wow, that's it. My headphones are down. I'm gone. Like yeah. that. Wow, we studio, studio, We don't even need to do a commentary. Person came up to a studio and they're like, uh, "The A Team movie," and they're like, "How did you come up with this idea?" Well, could I guess? Tell us how he came up with this idea. That's a- right. We have what? We have Bradley Cooper on the show. Bradley Cooper? <laughs> no. No. No, we have someone else. Someone that we have specifically on for dirt and sand-related movies, yes. apparently. And yes. this movie Death had some movies. sand in it and dirt. And the long-time fans are like, well, of course we know who it is. But all the new people are like, they have a guy for dirt and sand movies? <laughs> yeah, you know. They who go, is it? I mean, Why wasn't it we, Gods it was of re- Egypt? Yeah, it was really weird when we did Gods of Egypt and you, <laughs> Bart, are like, yeah, this is called like a, a sand and uh, a saddle, uh, sand sand and and sand. So- a sandal yeah. and sword movie. And I'm like thinking... Well, why don't we have a classic guest for sand and dirt as well? But <laughs> I, I, we said to ourselves, no, we have to hold him back for a real good movie adaptation of a 1980s TV show. Mm. Who is that soul? Ladies and gentlemen, making his third appearance on the show. We Three's a lucky number? It might be. I mean, it's, some... a ma- it's a magic number. No, there you go. I love magic. Third time's the charm, but he was charming in the first two, so what do we do? I don't know. I guess he's got to be uncharming. Maybe extra charming. Oh, yeah, extra charming. Can he be extra charming? Ladies and gentlemen, his last name is Bradley, but his first name is Stefan. It's Stefan Bradley. Well, open wide and say, the R-team, gentlemen, because that's what we're covering. The R-team. No, it's the the A-team, Stefan. He's saying, say R. Say R. R. Ah! 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 Ah!
This will go down a spitball's history. Ah, uh, and the gags that they only used once. <laughs> no, can you imagine the narrator of the A-Team, which they do use in this movie, can you imagine it's like, they were soldiers of fortune. It's the A-Team. Uh, uh, <laughs> like, like, they edit like him saying team in there. Like, it's not like the same breath. It was like, ah, it's like that 80s kind of echo sound effect that they use. It was like, ah, the team. Or he could be like, it's the uh, team. Yeah, it's the A team. Yeah, it's the A team. It's the Apple team. No, the team. So guys, it's the A minus. Stefan's been introduced. We've said who we were, and we've said what the movie's about. We've said what the goal of the show is. So that means the next logical step is that we just end the show. I mean, there's no need to go any further. I yeah, mean, spit and polish won't be around next week. Yeah, that's it. Like we retire. Yeah. You know, we're soldiers, soldiers of fortune. You know, like we, we're we're part of a rogues gallery of the world. You know, and that's a really tough job. We can't keep up podcasting while that's a part of our duties. You know, mm. it's really hard. But, you know, for you diehard fans out there, not fans of the movie Die Hard, I'm talking about fans of the show who are really dire fans. To be fair, also the Live Soft ones. I love Live Soft. That's my favourite. <laughs> yes, they live. A good movie as well. But we're doing the A-Team. And what you're going to do, yes, we are going to cover the A-Team. I was joking before about retiring. We'll do that after the episode's finished. Yeah. Um, you're going to get your copy of the A-Team Ready the the classic quintessential A team with your everyone's favorite homeboy, Liam Neeson, mm-hmm. and everyone's he's gangster, and everyone's favorite bad guy, Patrick Wilson. Mm. You know, lovely. Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite uncredited cameo role, John Hamm. You know, everyone everyone's involved in this movie. I just don't I don't want to brag. Everyone's involved. I mean, you know, even we have, Adam Sandler. Fuck, we will have to we we'll have to see who plays Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> Get your copy ready because we're going to do the feature length audio commentary with this. You're going to watch it along with us. I'm going to do a countdown of three, two, one, play. When I say pray, play, not pray. When I say pray, you pray to God we that you press play. So uh, we're not doing it this time. <laughs> I only pray once a podcast. So get your copy ready because we're going to do this in three, two, one, play. Amen. No. Oh, you said play. I said Play. I'm sorry. I said pray to 20th Century Fox, a news corporation company. My favorite type of company. And corporation. <laughs> but not news. I, when it said, I'm more of a CNNN man. I looked at the, the word and news at the bottom and I read anus. That's my anus. favorite type of misspelling of news. <laughs> is anus. Oh well, look, anus. Stefan's already here. I, <laughs> here he is. Yeah, I didn't realize Dang. that there was a little bit of a theme emerging here with my... Uh, appearances. We told you there. on Wolf Creek 2 that this was your theme. Was it? Yeah. I, well, I noticed I it. Yeah. He stated we have him on for only sand related movies. Oh, so there okay. you go. Yeah, this, I, and I look, this is a dune entertainment. Okay. You can't have a dune without sand. A sand dune. Well, you can have a Do snow you, dune. They're not fucking called snow dunes. Don't lie to me. Uh, also, there's a setup to a joke there somewhere in Mexico. I can't wait for the payoff. It's beautiful. So... Barnes like, are they called snow dunes? You're lying. What do you call it if it's a dune made out of snow? You just call it a, a hill. I mean, why why don't you call those sand ones hills then? Because they're dunes. But they're Bartek, ma- but the, we just But they're made from a substance <laughs> that's on the ground. Everything's made from a substance that's on the ground. Yeah, but it's like something you can like, you know, pick up because it's not like just solid you can... ground. You can't pick up like concrete. I like could if off. I broke it. Yeah, but this is With like something hands. that you don't have to break. 
But snow can be pretty solid, Martek. I know it can, but that's called ice. If it's snow, you can still kind of break it down easy. You can break ice. As Christopher Walken bravely once yeah, but, said, the ice is gonna but break! You say, but you say you can break ice, but it's more that you have to break ice if you want to pick it up. Well, no, I could stick my fingers real hard in there and melt it <laughs> with my body heat and then pull it out. But then that's still, you know, you're breaking it down in some fashion. I'm breaking everything down. I'm breaking the A-team down into into yes. philosophical musings, such as my favourite line just got spoken there. Bartek, you said to me before the show that you did get subtitles for this, your yes, version. I he was... said the best line in the entire movie, which is, being a corrupt Mexican police officer, he says happily and bravely, oh, I'm such a bad Catholic, <laughs> as he takes money. Brilliant line. Yes. It's one of my favorite lines in cinema. I want to know more about that cop. Like, like when he goes home, he takes off the policeman's outfit. He puts, he puts on like the, the, the you know, he puts on his A hat. Devout. No, no, he puts on his hat and coat. He walks down to the shops and buys some food for his starving family. And and he and he clicks his fingers and points and smiles to the guy behind the shop, to the shopkeep. And the shopkeep's like, yeah, there's a good Catholic man. And everyone like. Says, oh, there he is, the, the, the greatest Catholic in all of Mexico. <laughs> all hail the Catholic <laughs> in Mexico. And then, and then you see like the Pope's on his way to Mexico, and there's a movie about how this guy's actually going to make his way to see the Pope to see if he can get redemption for being a bad Catholic. And even the Pope says to him, "You don't need redemption, my son. You are the best Catholic of all of Mexico." And then the Pope, then the Pope actually gives him money. <laughs> does a hat dance <laughs> somewhere else in Mexico that's payoff that's you know, the payoff I'm, it's amazing to see Liam Neeson in a role that he doesn't usually play you which know, an is an action star never seen him in an action star well Schindler's ever. List you should really rewatch it it's really, a real good action packed really drama Menace absolutely yeah. which is a desert based movie <laughs> I was talking about The Phantom Menace the other day for some reason I was talking about I was arguing about how I think Clone Wars is the suckiest of the prequel movies and the other person looked you, at me and said Dead Attack in the, of the Clones Attack of the Clones sorry oh yeah yeah they're all the fucking same well, Clone Wars is Attack of the Clones is the worst and someone looked I at agree. me dead in the eyes and said how dare you Phantom Menace is the worst and, I'm, and I said hey it's 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 a film, it's at there. least. It's a film, and they're like, oh, let me guess. You're one of these guys who likes it because it's got a pod race and Darth Maul. And That's like, pretty cool. No, it's actually got a main character. And then they're like, oh, who's your main character? You're going to see Anakin? That guy sucks in that movie. I'm like, it's... Cl-. And they're like... Or they were like, you're going to say Obi-Wan Kenobi? He doesn't do shit all in that movie. I'm like, it's clearly Qui-Gon Jinn. He goes to it. I hate the movie still. I don't like it, but at least it's a movie? Attack of the Clones is not a movie. It's just a bunch of people talking and being upset about nothing. For reference, I haven't played this game, but I've seen a Let's Play of it. Uh, The video game Lego Star Wars, which goes through, like, all the games. Apparently the one for Attack of the Clones... It cuts through, like, there's a level early in the film, and then it cuts <laughs> straight to one late because there's so little going on. It's what? Sloppy. You know what a level in which you have to use the force to lift up a CGI plum and feed it to Natalie Portman? I did like the I part- want that level! <laughs> I did like Where the- it's a quick time event? <laughs> <laughs> I like the part in Attack of the Clones where, um... What was it? Obi-Wan enters a classroom that, like, Yoda's teaching. He's like, I can't find this planet. And then Yoda, like, calls him out in front of the kids. Like, it seems Obi-Wan has lost a planet. And they laugh at him. <laughs> the best part of any prequel movies is Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And why are we talking about Star Wars so much? Well, it's because this film 
Well, you know, I'm not saying that any of the actors could be in the next Star Wars movie. I'm not saying that I've seen The Last Jedi already, but, like, Bradley Cooper playing uh, Mark Hamill? Wow. Brilliant. Could you see that? He played he the actor was. Mark Hamill? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we hardly saw um, Mark, ha- apparent Mark Hamill at the end of the last movie. That probably wasn't even him. Probably no, it was like, actually Bradley Cooper in makeup. Look, exactly. I just, I just like the fact that apparently Mark Hamill is canon to Star Wars, not Luke Skywalker. No, no, no. No, no, no. Mark Hamill is a separate character. Yeah, that's what Luke I mean. Skywalker. And when Luke Skywalker sees Mark Hamill... He's the they both, No, no, they both have this thing where they're like, what an attractive guy. And it's like, oh, thank you. Like, that's the best trope in film. And then, and, then, and then Mark Hamill says to his friend... Harrison Ford. Yeah. You know that guy, that kid over there? What an amazing hey. voice. He's got a great future. <laughs> There's like, a way Harrison Ford can have a big role. Play Harrison Ford. I love Harrison Ford playing Harrison Ford, but Liam Neeson is the real star of the A-Team. He's the leader. He's, he's the, the brains. He's the A-man. He's A-man. And he's the soul of the movie. He's go- Liam Neeson, guys, you know, when he smiles... It's infectious, isn't it? Like, Liam Neeson's now known for being, like, Taken and Run All Night or whatever. Like, action star, gruff, always angry. But when he plays, like, jovial, he really does, like, tug at you a little bit. Because you're like, well, Liam Neeson's serious. So when you see, like, it's like a serious guy like Liam Neeson or, you know, Randy Quaid have a smile on their face, you're like, oh, I'm smiling too. Mm. On the inside and the outside, depending... If you can smile on the outside. Not everyone's a smiler, you know? Schindler's List Not... must have been a great film for smiling Liam Neeson. It actually was, because when he's like, Ah, oh, I freed all the Jews, he smiles. Like, that's the last lines of the, the movie. Jews are free. <laughs> no, 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 he says and... straight to camera. <laughs> Just explaining what happened. <laughs> I freed the Jews, what can I say? Yeah. <laughs> he says straight to camera in his real accent. I freed all the Jews. And then it fades to black and the font comes up that says, Schindler freed all the Jews. <laughs> and then at the end, yay. And then, and then it has pictures of all the Jews he freed and it's all of them. And the movie then goes for seven years. <laughs> Every single Jew. But talking about no Jews in this movie, there are none apparently. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't noted down the... The uh, religious beliefs of every actor in the A-Team. But I believe that young Mr. T here, Quentin Rampage is his name. Quentin Rampage Jackson. Which is great because when I was looking up the movie, a lot of people said Sam Jackson was in this movie. And I'm like, I can't <laughs> wait to see me? Sam Jackson <laughs> as as B.A. Baracus. And then this guy turned up like, who's this? <laughs> I want my Jackson of the Sam variety. Hey, look, there's a good Catholic. <laughs> we fed him to the dog. Like a good Catholic. Dog is spelt D O G. Scod. Oh, it's God's. Scod. So, Bartek, I'm going to ask you a very pertinent question now. A person question? A, a, per- a pertinent question. Pertinent question. I'm going to ask you a person's question. Okay. We have here from a person, I don't want to name names, Schindler. Say, how, how are you? <laughs> they asked, did I free all the juice? <laughs> and your answer is? I think my mum said yeah, so yeah. Is your mum Jewish? No. Oh, but she's an expert. Well, she knows about juice. There you go. Yeah, she, nailed it. There you go. Stefan. 
Yes. Your history with this movie. What is it? Did you get a chance to see this in the cinema? Were you born on this movie? Did you have seen this before? Is this your favorite movie? I watched it yesterday, and of course, you know, it's in my it's in my top three. Um, Not top one. No, nah, it's in my it's in my top three. It's uh, you know, Wolf Creek. It's probably Wolf Creek number two. Wolf Not Creek two is number one. And then Prince of Persia, number two. Absolutely. And then this. Yeah, and I'm not talking sad movies. I'm talking about movies of all time, obviously. Oh, yeah, So the A-Team is up there. Number three. Number three in his list of hottest 100s yeah, of sand. Yeah, time, time uh, makes things better. So, you know, maybe next time I come on, A-Team will be a plus number one. Oh. This film, yeah, this film could have used a few ostriches, I yeah. think. But... It could have used a few Alfred Molina dressed as a woman. <laughs> like, a it could have more. used a few of those, you know, like Prince of Persia. Could have used a few more A-team puns. It could have used a few more um, racially miscast people, like <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> as a Persian, yeah. Um, so, you hadn't seen this movie beforehand. No. Um, why did you miss out on the A-team hype? I mean, this movie, when it came out... All the actors involved, for the most part, Liam Neeson, Bradley Cooper, Shartlow. I had this right before. Shartlow. No, it's not Shartlow. It's Shartlow Copley. All of these were hot pieces of tasty when the movie came out, yet you didn't see it. Why is that, Stefan? Well, you know, I guess I regret not seeing these hot pieces of asses that you can I see I said tasty. Screen, right? Yeah, <laughs> tasty. Tasty. Asses. We don't say asses. We're not American. We're Polish. We say, what's Polish for ass? Uh, it doesn't really. I mean, dupa, but dupa. We are a piece of dupa, but it's an insult in Polish. It's okay, but we use the word hot. I use it ironically. I could speak Polish. They're literally hot pieces of dupa. Yeah, (laughs) to my Polish fans around the world. Is it really confusing for Polish people when they hear because this this slang does not translate to Polish if you translate it literally (laughs) if a Polish person is not paying attention to an English person an Australian person and they want like a a like a a frozen um, treat and they're like pass me the super duper they're like fuck me they're they're, they're saying a slang word in Polish and then they lose their shit and like how dare you call me that I also kind of think that with uh, in the Super Mario Brothers series one of the most common enemy types is the Koopa yeah yeah Koopa is Polish for poo Bradley Cooper's in this. That's why Mario fucking crushes him with his bloody bare hands and stomps on him. He has bare hands? Yeah. He has the hands of a bear? I didn't know that Mario had those. He actually doesn't have bare hands because he wears gloves all the time. Did you know that underneath Mario's hat, he has a bear head? Just the full head of bear. I mean, there are games where he takes it off. I'm not a part of those games, Bartek. I don't subscribe to their mentality. They're not canon. Stupid Mario 64. Hey, look at this guy. You think this guy's going to really play a part in the movie then we never see him again? See you later, hatchet. Hatchet. That's an axe. No, it's a hatchet. By the way, audience who are paying attention to the film, uh, we have not yet left the prologue opening credit sequence. That was my only note for this entire 20 minutes. The credits kept going, and I just kept right. I just wrote, the credits are still going, and it's amazing. Like, there comes a point at which the credits, I clocked it, do not happen for two whole minutes. And I'm like... That's a lot of minutes. Like, that's a lot of time Imagine for you to see director of photography then flash to the next guy. Imagine if you're, like, you know, waiting for a friend to arrive. He's like, am I late? Like, are the opening credits are still going? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Man, I don't know what you, about you guys. I don't care how tough you are. But if 
I got shot in the arm. I don't think I joined this guy's team. What do you mean? It's Liam Neeson. If Liam Neeson looked you in the eyes and said, and shot you in the arm and then said, I freed all the Jews, you'd definitely join him. Well, if it's Liam Neeson. Oh, if it's oh, Liam please. old Neeson, then yeah. yeah, of course. And if the old uh, District 9 guy's involved, then yes, he, he put a lightning bolt in my arm. That's pretty neat. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man, this guy's crazy. He looks like Michael Bay. He is not. Well, he looks, and I, he probably sounds like Michael Charlotte Bay. Charlotte Copley. I know what that one. I never, I don't, I haven't heard Michael Bay talk or anything, but he looks. Michael like Bay he... talks really annoyingly. Like, you know how Michael Bay seems like he's annoying. Michael Bay talks annoyingly. Like he's the kind of guy. Have you never seen his commentary for Armageddon? No. Oh heard. my god, <laughs> it's the best fucking director commentary ever it's just him talking about what a douche he is like like he has no irony about it like he's talking about like these space gloves like for a sequence and yeah. he's talking about like the fashion designer chick who did them was french and she didn't understand what he wanted he was like i wanted like silver gloves and she gave me like dark gray stupid french lady <laughs> and he goes on for like 10 minutes about this stupid woman and then you really realize throughout his commentary of this story that he's the asshole and this person just did their job but he just refused to be polite it's great i recommend you know he looks also a little bit like luke wilson legendary actor who we bring up a lot but you mean owen wilson's older brother one take luke wilson yeah we bring him up a lot but we haven't had him in a movie yet <laughs> Haven't we? No. Haven't we all been in a Luke Wilson movie? Not on the show. We live in idiocracy right now, so that's fine. Yeah, but it's like, just like the opening credits of this movie, it's taken a long time for me to ask you your history with this movie. What is it? I remember when I was a wee lad of maybe 16 because... Well, maybe 17, actually, because it was 2010. Yeah, uh, right, I yeah. remember fondly standing at Federation Square in the, the Melbourne Central Business District. And, um, and you saw Chateau Copley there spinning on a plane. When you look across from Flinders Street State, uh, sorry, when, uh, Federation Square, you know, to your left you have Flinders Street Station, to the right you have the church, but in the middle, across the corner, you have that building, and at the top it has a big billboard and anything could be on there at any one time i remember yeah. then the a-team poster was up there i had the same experience with black annie mm. In it, but wasn't yours like cardboard cutouts no that was a different mine was film. A, that was a different film okay um anyway yeah I, I just remember seeing the poster there a really big billboard in the melbourne cbd in the south middle part um but i never actually saw the film in fact for a long time I wasn't exactly sure what the A-Team was. It's Alpha Team. Mainly because... Mainly because of this idea of Mr. T. Like, I didn't understand... <laughs> the idea of Mr. T really confused my knowledge of the A-Team. He's a mystical figure. Like, Mr. T often confuses me about my perceptions of things. <laughs> no, but, but the thing... The reason being is because... The A-Team's probably what he's most famous for, right? Yeah. Um, he's... Yeah, I guess. No, that, Snickers ads, right? That well, and obviously days, yeah. Rocky Three. 
Yeah, and I didn't really have this idea of like, so is Mr. T a character he played in this show and then he like kept being him? Or like, no. what's going on? And then I watched the film like, oh, it's B.A. Baracus. And then, of course, I learned his fantastic story of why he's called Mr. T. Um, so I always imagined like... <laughs> it was a this... tragic story about a man who got bitten by a radioactive T and he became Mr. T. <laughs> and now he fights crime. Well, was it herbal tea? It was. Okay, that makes sense. Let's make a two-hour-long podcast about mm. tea. Yeah, so basically, to summarise, I thought that him being called Mr. T had some origin here in the A-Team, but I was completely wrong. I found out then that the A-Team is... It was a TV show about, uh, you know, I guess, rogue... Renegades. The Renegades, mm. yeah. Um, and I didn't... Soldiers of Fortune. Yeah, and I didn't really know that that was the premise of the show until the very end where they mentioned they're still on the run. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I thought that was just a plot for the film. No, that's the actual plot of the of the yeah, movie. Yeah, the show. And the show, yeah, 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 that's the main plot of the show. They're trying to prove their innocence and all that kind of stuff. Now, the thing that you brought up that really fascinates me is you saw the poster. You didn't really... The big have... billboard. The big billboard. But did you see it? I said I didn't. Why didn't you see it? Weren't you fascinated? You were fascinated. Why didn't you go? Yeah, man. Why not? Ryan. You've seen G-Force, and you've seen Big Fat Lion. You've seen 82... I didn't see Big Fat Lion. We've all seen Big Fat Lion. I saw it for the show. Yeah, and that was a shame then. You should have learned your then lesson. Then why did you say that I saw Big Fat Lion, Ryan? You're because making a you point. Because you saw it on the you show. You have to make a point. I me- then let me make it. Let me make it. You saw Big Fat Lion on the show, and so that's when you realised... Listen. When we first saw the show... Big Fat Lie was the first movie. It was one that you hadn't seen before doing the podcast. You should have known back then in 2010 before we even met that you should have watched this in preparation for a podcast that would happen several years later. After I had already been on a different podcast. Yes. In which you also talked about films. So Films that I randomly saw, yeah. Like the A-Team. See, I'm nailed this. Oh, look, we're 20 minutes in and now the credits are... Uh, finally finished mm. my favourite part of this whole entire sequence was I was watching this with my girlfriend and she leaned over and said so is this like a origin story of the A-Team and I guess I said I don't know it seems like Liam Neeson already knows Bradley Cooper and I guess like he doesn't know um, you know BA or he doesn't know Murdoch mm. and then I was like I don't think it really is the A-Team's about this but maybe it is an origin story and then it kind of felt like oh it's going to be an origin of this and then 82 missions later, and it's been like... 80 successful missions. And it's been like, years have passed, and yeah, now they're like a solid a year. year. Like a solid, solid few years have passed, and now they're like the strongest Eight years. unit. That's more than a few. <laughs> That's several. They yeah. certainly have aged gracefully. It's like has. a big handful. Well, haven't we aged gracefully in eight years? Look at Bradley Cooper, he's tan. It's been almost eight years. It's been seven years. You know the best part about this? It's been eight years since the events of the first incident in this movie happened, and and BA is still Still. not over the van Mm. and being chucked out of a helicopter. Wouldn't it be great if the 80 missions actually all took place in minutes? (laughs) Also, like, there was like seven seven and a half years of like peace. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, 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 look, this is just 80 minutes after what we just saw. They've done, like, a minute-long missions that have been successful, such as, go over there, you did it, here's a star. So more than seven and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like every single instruction they give encounters a mission. Yeah, pretty much. Open the door. 
success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get an achievement unlocked on the bottom of the screen. Yes. It's like, hey, BA, fix your bike. Bike fixed. <laughs> hey, Murdoch. There's a lot of steps. Talk to with a bike. pig. Pig used. <laughs> it's like they no. Well, this is now, so they'll have to show another logo like eighty-one missions successful. Yeah, 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 no, 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 no. Like he used a pig, and it's like achievement for like tenth time using pig. <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of thing. He's so he's experienced in using the pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a, he's an experienced pig user. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here's Jessica Beale. Welcome back. We've had her on the show before. Mm-hmm. Would you like to remind us all what she was on for? I'd like to, Ryan, but I need to be home for Christmas. Oh, uh, one of her first films, I do believe. One of her first big ones so. from... She did Seventh Heaven, wasn't it? And mm. then... Um, or Touched by an Angel? No, Seventh Heaven. Uh, and then she was in Are We Home for Christmas? And, and now she she's married. in this. And now and she's in this. She her career really skyrocketed. She's pretty, but not as pretty as Brad Cooper. No one's as pretty as Brad Cooper. Not no even one. Brad Cooper now. <laughs> you know, like, Brad Cooper looks at himself in the mirror and is like, damn, I'm sexy. But then, like, he looks at his hands and he's like, God, not as sexy as me, though. <laughs> I My history of this movie, I know it's been, like, 40 minutes of waiting. I hadn't seen this movie before. I saw all the ads. The ads were basically, hey, they're falling in air on a tank. How cool is that? And I was, like, a pretentious high schooler who's like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that shit. I've got Big Fat Liar on the rewatch. <laughs> and you never saw the beginning. <laughs> I never saw the beginning, no, of Big Fat Liar. But I saw the beginning, middle, and end of this just last night before having to do it for this episode of the show. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, I liked it. You know, I'm not an expert on the A-Team show. I haven't really ever really watched an episode, but I just have a knowledge of what the general gist of the show was. Yes. Like, you know, they're trying to clear their names... The van. It is Mr. T, you know, like... Is Lynch a big part of... Like, this idea I don't of know. a bunch of people being named Lynch. I don't think so. I don't know. Not that I'm aware okay, of. Yeah. I'm, I don't know who the other characters are. I am were. surprised by some information that I didn't know about the show. Like, certain actors of the, of the original show are actors that I really do like and didn't know it was an iconic role for them. Hmm. Uh, other than Mr... Obviously Mr. T, but there's certain other actors in there. Specifically one, the original actor of Murdoch. Uh, Dwight Schultz Dwight Schultz who does get a a cameo at the end of this movie Mm. at the very end credits it's very nice was he his name what in the credits no he was German doctor number one was there a post credit scene yes there was there was two Oh really? I didn't see it. They went back to back. Oh, right. you're gonna see some two. You're gonna see two. You're gonna see two or three nice cameos. Oh my god! I'm gonna go into these. Dwight Schultz, blind. being a Star Trek fan, I love Dwight Schultz. He appears as one of the best secondary characters, minor characters of Star Trek: the Next Generation, which is the character of Reginald Barkley, who that name plays a big important role in this film. And we'll get to the scene later on where Reginald Barkley's name appears. In the movie itself, it's pretty decent. But yeah, love him as an actor. I didn't realize that he, one of his most iconic role was really uh, the original Murdoch in uh, A Team. I feel like such a silly goose. So I was like, I know him as Reg Barkley. That's that's what everybody knows him right. as. It's Reg Barkley. If you're such a silly goose, why aren't you making goose noises? Honk. I feel like, you're meant to be better than that, Ryan. Why are you still making goose noises? What do you think a goose sounds like? I'm not saying you did it wrong. I'm saying that you're not a silly goose anymore, so why are you doing the noise? 
I don't know. I guess we're all silly geese. Ah, look, here's the real hero of the movie, America. Mm. <laughs> America's the hero of every single Hollywood. So I said it. I said it wrong, Stefan. Here's the real hero of the movie, America. 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 Hey, can you guys answer this question? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. What do you think? We're not dumb. Why is it that when soldiers wear the American flag patch on their uniforms, it's backwards? There is actually a reason for that, which I do not know. But there is a very good reason. If, if only I knew it, I would tell you. Bartek? But it's very, it's a very is it, American. Is it like if you're driving in a car and look in your rear vision mirror, it's so that you can see it's the American flag? Like how you can see it's an ambulance behind you? Right. It's, yeah. That's. I can't believe you guys don't know this. It's because America's backwards. Nailed no. it. <laughs> yeah. Bartek knows. When you're fucking brushing your teeth, you need to know what country you're from, alright? You need to look in the mirror, you need to see the American flag, alright? It's that simple. You brush your teeth, clean your teeth, everyone. Yeah, you know, the army is really about dental hygiene. <laughs> hey, did anyone else notice in this movie everyone's got really blue eyes? Jesus. Didn't even realize. Look how blue his eyes yeah, are. Look how wow. blue his He's, eyes yeah. are. And it just, like, everyone's eyes except for BAs are blue. Deep blue. A deep, rich blue. It's amazing how blue everyone's eyes are in this movie. And it made me go, are they wearing contacts, some of them? Or did the director say, hey, it's the A-Team. We need blue-eyed men and women in this movie. And we need one brown-eyed guy because he's black. Even and the smoke from his uh, cigar is a bit blue. It's a bit of a blue hue. This whole movie has a bit of a blue hue. He's a blue Huey. Yeah. Blue, blue Huey Lewis. Yeah. Morrison's eye didn't look blue in that last shot. And I know. I know. I noticed that. Yeah. And I guess what? Guess what? If you look in the goofs, you're going to see. <laughs> are you serious? You're going to see. In this shot, his eyes are green. And it's just like, why is this? Because the actor probably has hazel eyes. And hazel always like kind of shifts in color. Okay. So that's probably it, you know. Uh, here's a bad guy in the movie. And I liked this guy a too. Bad. I liked how, if you note in the movie, you know how time is really aged. Like six months passes in this movie. Look how much hair this guy has. Not much, but when you see him at the end of the movie, I know he's significantly less hair. Those six there's like, months there's like a pretty... bird's eye view of him, and I'm like, yeah. ooh, this guy's got a bald spot. This guy's a bald spot here, but it's like six months were pretty brutal to him. Yeah. <laughs> like, All that evil. You know Seinfeld, the TV show? Yeah, I've heard of it. You know Jason Alexander, who plays George Costanza? I've yeah. heard of him. Did you know when, do you know the story of when he discovered he was balding? No, I've seen it. every episode, but I no, I mean like of the actor. No. Oh, Jason, no, I don't. Because he's always been bald. It's yeah, the yeah. saddest thing. He had these really bad braces during all of high school, mm-hmm. and then it was the last year of high school. He got his braces off the day he got his braces off and went home to look at his teeth in the mirror. He also noticed somehow on the back of his head he had a a coin shaped bald spot and he was like the day he got his braces off was the day he found out he was going bald okay <laughs> how tragic he should have just shaved it to make a mohawk <laughs> but then that Seinfeld, been smart but then Seinfeld came along and said we're going to make a joke out of it. we're going to make a joke just out one, of just it just one joke, joke. just one oh. joke out of it just a singular joke it's when you get hair whoa don't know why. Liam Neeson smiled, guys, so we smiled. 
I'm smiling all the time because he's smiling all the time in this entire movie. Hannibal, what a great name for a human to have. Rhymes with cannibal. It rhymes with manable. Manimal. Uh, what's and a... caramel. Oh my god, guys. Charlto Copley is about to be South African, which is a real surprise because he's Texan. He's Texan in this movie. Mm. There was many times in which I was like, wait, wait, is he Texan? Or Southern, or is he actually South African? Because there are some times when he actually is doing South African or speaks, like, Swahili at one point, and I'm like, yeah. who is this guy? Murdoch. Well, that's a big mystery, and it seems like that's a mystery of the show as well. It's like, is he crazy? Is he not crazy? Well, he gets shot in the head later and becomes sane. He's kind of like the Joker, you know? Like, there's a storyline in one of the comics where the Joker goes into, like, the League of Shadows or whatever the fucking Razar good like the, the the pit. He goes into the pit in which people become like immortal like or whatever. A Lazarus pit. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. He goes in there and he just comes out sane, and then he gets like a desk job. <laughs> and there's like he doesn't know how to function, but he doesn't. He's not really bothered by it. And Batman just keeps monitoring him for a long time, thinking like this is the biggest joke he's played yet. Like thinking like he's gonna do something big, but then he just doesn't. And eventually he goes crazy again because, you know, it's the Joker. Can you imagine Liam Neeson as the Joker instead of uh, Ra's al Ghul? <laughs> I, I haven't seen and, Batman Begins. And Heath Ledger <laughs> as Ra's al Ghul. Swap them. Can you imagine Liam Neeson being is like... It, being is it pronounced yeah. Ra's or Raish? Isn't it Ra's al Ghul? I've played... In the Arkham games, they call him Raish. In the movie, they just go Ra's al Ghul. Okay. Uh, look, now he's blue again. Oh, hey Ryan, wasn't someone considered for one of these roles? Danny DeVito! <laughs> <laughs> the Danny tri- DeVito. You know, the trivia had a lot of people that were considered for these roles. And the one that I picked was very low down in the trivia. <laughs> yeah, <it was. laughs> Danny DeVito was considered for um, Hannibal, wasn't he? I think so, yeah. No, face. <laughs> can, can you imagine that scene where Bradley Cooper gets the foreign press secretary's pass, or like the the, the, the foreign, yeah, the foreign press person's pass by hitting on it and speaking French. Can you imagine Danny DeVito? They have him standing on milk crates. He's like, and he's smoking a cigar anyway, because it's Danny DeVito, and he just goes, it's me, baby! And she's like, fuck, I want to kiss him. Do you like what you see, he says. Do you like what you see? That's my Danny DeVito impersonation. Danny DeVito's a very interesting actor, but too bad he didn't get the role, because he would have been amazing in this movie oh, as, as, as B.A. He was in Deck the Halls. Can right. you imagine Danny DeVito's B.A. with pity fool tattooed on him? And he's like, you know what, I'm Ryan? a fool who doesn't act against Schwarzenegger. You know what, Ryan? I think that he would have been good for any of these roles, so maybe I they agree. should have had him for all of these roles. You know what they should have done? They should have had... Danny DeVito and Schwarzenegger in this movie teamed up together as Hannibal and Face. You can, you can interchange either one. I think Hannibal for Danny DeVito and Face for Schwarzenegger. And Lynch is played by Jean-Claude Van Damme. And then at the end, when this movie has revealed there's another Lynch, it's replaced by Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> And like, and then that would be the running thing. Like, all of these evil lynches are all the other reject or like the competitor. All the other expendables. Yeah, all the other expendables. Like, you have, um, you know, you have that, or you have Chuck Norris as one of them. Like, all the other competitor for action stars of the eighties and nineties. It's 
kind of like a bit of a number two from the prisoner. Yeah, yeah. And then out of nowhere, you see Steven Seagal pops up, and then that's when, like, they all just go, okay, that's the end of this franchise. <laughs> <laughs> with his hair, with his sprayed-on hair. So this is an amazing action sequence here of a heist-like situation. Have we ever heisted anything? Stolen anything, guys? Have you ever theft before? Just just a bank. Yeah? Yeah. How was well, that? It, 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 it took me, like, I feel like it was a heist coming here because I forgot where your house was. I and stole... then I found it. And then I got in. I stole two dollars. You stole two dollars, mate. You're going to From prison. From who? From the bank. What bank? In my heist. What bank? The Commonwealth Bank. Where? The one in Mentone, across from the station. In Mentone? Yeah. Well, hear that, police? Bartek admitted to the crime. We can't this catch- is admissible in court. You can't catch me, though. If you can. Unless you, tra- unless you time travel to this room where I am right now, because this is, like, evidence of where I am. Yeah. Except that you don't know what room this is. <laughs> but now they know whereabouts you live, because you mentioned Mentone. So. Yeah, on Tuesday night, oh, man. Yes, I live in Mentone. <laughs> And now they're going to search all over that place. You're like, haha, motherfuckers, I live in Oakley. <laughs> and then, like, they're like, and then they're like, ha, he lives in Oakley. It's like, ha, motherfuckers, I live in Monash. And, like, just keep going throughout all the places. And do you eventually lead them all the way back to Bento? <laughs> you go through all the suburbs of Melbourne, just going east to west, west to south, <laughs> south to north. Werribee, And in one of those suburbs. Geelong, I- motherfucker. <laughs> we reckon it's Polish guys. And you have like, and like you have like that one detective who's just like, it's like a cat mouse game, and he's like, I'm all about justice, and I'm gonna catch this guy no matter what, you know. He's basically like, he's your equivalent of L from Death Note, yeah. Yes, or the Catch Me If You Can Tom Hanks character. Oh yeah, I guess he seemed like a nice guy. Mm, I like his joke. I'll be in one of those suburbs randomly with, like, a fake moustache over my real moustache. I'll be like, he went that way. And then you actually get caught out in the end because you actually kind of forgot which suburb you had led them to. (laughs) And then you were catching the train. They're like, there he is! And he's like, no, I'm an idiot! And then you get on the train. And the train conductor's like, toot, toot, we're going to Mentone! And then the police's like, they're going to Mentone! And then then you pull off the face of the train conductor and you're like, ha, motherfuckers, I'm going to Glen Waverly. One of the people that I went to high school with is a train conductor now. Fuck, you've got an inside connection! Yeah. A rainbow connection. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah, well, he's Indian, so it's a different colour from me, so that's part of, like, a rainbow thing. There you go. Just how close to this uh, suspension of disbelief, you know, some of the entire movie. Which is a... This is real. It's still a perfect movie, but, like... No, this is real. This actually happened. Really? Well, it's it's pretty crazy. Didn't you see... Didn't you see the documentary? The doco. Behind the A-Team? Behind the A-Team, No. Oh, you mean that fifth character that was along with them for all their missions? Like, what, what you oh, you mean yeah, Hatchet? Documentary <laughs> you mean Hatchet? Oh, that's why we don't see him. Because a lot of crazy shit happens. Like, Bradley, I didn't know Bradley Cooper could speak French, and he can also... He actually can speak French. Oh, well, that makes sense. And, and uh, oh, who, who, Murdoch can speak Swahili. He, he actually can. <laughs> well, there's yeah. video evidence. Charlotte Copley is... He can, yeah. He speaks, like, six languages. Really? Six he's languages. from South Africa. Oh, he speaks... Well, have you seen District 9? Oh, he's the... He's the main guy from oh, District right. 9. Yeah, yeah. Murdoch's the main um, guy from... Michael, your Michael Bay lookalike's the main guy from District 9. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's one bad with actors' names. But, you know, I didn't know they spoke Swahili in South Africa, but there you go. He does there, apparently. <laughs> Fun fact, I did not get to know what they said in Swahili to each other. I wanted to look... I looked it up and I couldn't find anything. 
I heard one of them mention the word Zanzibar, which is a place. I know in that. Tanzania. So they're probably mentioning. So they're mentioning they're, the classic I'm Road from... to Zanzibar movie with Bob Hope and Mick Crosby. No, what a classic! They were mentioning Metal Gear Two, which is set in oh, Zanzibar. Fuck. No, not Metal Gear Solid Two. Metal Gear Two, Ryan, which is set in Zanzibar. Okay, Metal Gear Solid Two brings back some traumatic memories of a terrible. I'm not talking game. about Metal Gear Solid Two. Of a terrible game. That's why I specifically of said Metal Gear Two. Of a disappointing, misleading game. Do you agree, Bartek? Metal Gear Solid 2? Disappointing? Mm. Ryan's silly. It mm. is... Oh, come on. It's misleading, at least. Oh, there's a villain. You get the villain. It's, it loses the villain. <laughs> no, I mean... You know what I mean. The ice cubes? They melt? Yeah, well, when... um, What's his name? Um, Who made... What's what's the guy who directed uh, Kong Skull Island? The, the director? Me? The director of Kong Skull Island. The guy who did some movie, yeah? Yeah, well, he's making the Metal Gear Solid movie, so... Great! Uh, is he going to have Samuel Jackson as Snake Plissken? I hope so. And he's like, It's me, motherfucker! And then you're like, Classic Snake Plissken dialogue. I can't wait for this. Why can't we talk about Snake Plissken? He said Metal Gear Solid. Oh, I thought he just meant two... Who cares? Isn't what are he you on a, about, Ryan? Isn't he in all of them? What? Who are you talking about? What are you talking about? Snake. Yeah? Solid Snake. He's not in all of them, but that's not what we're talking about. What are we talking about? He said that someone's making a Metal Gear Solid movie. Yeah. yeah. And I'm saying they're going to cast Samuel about... Jackson as Snake Plissken. Why are you saying Snake Plissken? Isn't his name Snake Plissken? No. His name is Solid Snake. His real name is Dave. Yeah, but doesn't he use the name Plissken? As a pseudonym in Metal Gear Solid 2, the one you hate, and only that one. Yeah, because it's a reference to Snake Plissken from Escape from New York. Yeah, but the he's not going to play Snake... based on! But he's not going to play Snake Plissken if it's a Metal Gear Solid movie. How do you know that? It's by the guy who did fucking Kong Skull Island. Exactly. He didn't do realism I... for Kong Skull Island. I mean, fuck. You know Kong Skull Island's so good when, when John C. Riley turns up as the best part of the movie. And it's set in Vietnam. You know Kong... King Kong, we always think of it as that Vietnam classic film. You know, I mean, I think Kong, I think Vietnam. You know, Vietnam, you know what Apocalypse Now could have used? Some more King Kong. The classic Ryan changing the topic. You know I'm right. No, yeah. you're not right. Snake Plissken is not a character from Metal Gear Solid. It's from the Escape films. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're getting like... caught up on the idea that Hollywood making an adaptation of anything Japanese... We'll get accuracy right. Hold on a... What? That's... I'm caught up by the fact that you're saying that it's Snake Plissken. Yeah, listen. He's not... Son, what? listen, but son. He's not going to take a character from another franchise and say that that's the character in this franchise. No, no, he's not going to get Escape from New York, Snake Plissken. He's going to use the name Plissken as Snake's name in that movie because movies now... Because movies nowadays are all about referencing other movies. Right. Right? So his real name's just going to be, like, Pliskin. Yeah. Okay. And I they're going to call him Snake throughout the movie. Like, that's what they're going to do. Okay, it was a long road. It was a long road, but we got there. Meanwhile, the A-team are being formed into what we know them to be, framed. Forget all that money. This film. That's Liam Neeson's paycheck right there. <laughs> he was like, I freed all the Jews. I want to be paid with cash. Hard cold cash <laughs> raining down on me. Yeah, that's where the film's budget now, gone. We were really all disappointed that, that our favorite character, the general, died. It was Captain really Blue sad. Eyes. It was cat. Oh look, other blue-eyed general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like 
Captain Blue Eyes was it was really upsetting that Captain Blue Eyes General Blue Eyes died. Yeah, Captain Blue Eyes is irreplaceable except for everyone else who has blue He's eyes. He's a general. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, everyone, the captain guy didn't die. General didn't die. The captain died. He called someone general in one scene. Do generals just call each other general? Yes. They don't say hey you. No, they say hey general. They say hey you. Fuck it. It's still a system of command. If they're equal, then is this really a system going on? It's just like hey you. Yes. Yes. Even if they're superior, they still have to call them lieutenant. Well, if they're superior, then yeah, but. Or. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a code of command. It's a co- it's a hierarchy. They should just relax. It's like how the president still would call the vice president vice president. You know what I mean? Like that. They don't just. Can you, I mean, I mean, in this world we live in, where we're recording this, Donald Trump could call Mike Pence whatever the fuck he wants. But like in a normal Mike code Pence. of society, they would be like vice president Mike Pence. But like in this world, he would be like rubber desk Johnny Mike Pence now the reason that we brought up this whole topic and I played that character was just to remind our audience that we there is a sane world behind this insane world yes that's right in the A-team the world where blue-eyed people exist there is a reality there's, there's a there's a grounded real is realism this movie really what's it about you know like what's it all about and I think the movie's really about not as a, not only is it um, weirdly enough for a movie that's about American patriotism, it's actually about camaraderie, which is often a, a long word. Yes, it's a very long it's word. It's a very long word. Yeah. Yeah. There's an M in there. I said that. I said the M. No, I'm I'm, sa- I'm saying a fun fact. There's an M in there. And there's also a C as well. It starts with that. Sure. There's a D as well. <laughs> Did you know that they cut a scene a. in this movie in which YBA stopped being a fighter was because he got brutally raped in prison? I'm yeah, kidding, that yeah, scene wasn't like in there. But... Yeah. We did Big Stan on the show already, so oh, we're experts on Big Stan. Oh my god. Did anyone actually get raped in prison in Big Stan? Um, there was just a... Yes. Well, there is lots of, you could say, rapey undertones throughout yes. the whole scene. Yes. Well, so yeah, we've dug deep into the film. The, the, <laughs> we did not physically see it, but yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I mean, you yeah. physically see it, but... I know that there were definitely people intended I mean, to. I love Rob Schneider movies where they show hardcore anal penetration from man on man in a non-consensual mm. way, but they didn't do it in that one. Oh, look, blue eyes. Uh, you know... Blue eyes, white dragon. I was really waiting for, like, all the Lynch references. They were making all these references to Lynch in different ways. Like, ah, oh, you're like Lynch from this guy, this guy. I was waiting for one of them to be like, ah, oh, David oh Lynch. And then, like, he was like, oh, my God, and rips off his face. And it's actually the director, David Lynch. And he says, like, no, it's me all along. And then, like, everything turns black and white. It becomes, like, a racer head. It becomes, like, a surrealist daydream of the A-team. <laughs> Or we could just have, like, you know, more subtle joke, right? Another CIA agent comes in. He's like, oh, let me guess. Your name's Lynch? like, no, I'm David. <laughs> See? Yeah. Easy laugh. I'm so distracted even more by how blue everything is even now. Like, Jesus. Particularly the eyes. The other guy. <laughs> you mentioned blue eyes, white dragon boy. He's wearing a white yeah, shirt. He's, he's wearing a white shirt. He's blue and even, like... Blue the... eyes, white shirt. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's wearing blue and the table is blue and... Well, it's so a it's a cinematic technique called filtering. And the sky is blue. So <laughs> Actually, we don't see the sky right in this scene, so we don't know. We see the drown. Though. It could be green. Well, they do go airborne, so you know. I guess yeah. hey. the sky is blue. Maybe blue is the eighteen. Uh, Ryan said, "Hey, he's got a point." I've got a question. Oh, he's got a small question. question. Whatever, Ryan. What's um, the question? Why is it that 
certain one of certain certain few of them own prisons in America. Mm. But then Charlotte Copley said that completely wrong. Is in Germany <laughs> in a psychiatric hospital and not America, and he's not German. Uh, they did say that they wanted to spread them out, but I don't know why they went into. Like, hey, you guys, you three, you're in America. You, you're going to Germany. <laughs> like, you're maybe, the crazy one. maybe they're like, where could we send? You? Oh, you know what? Germany owes us. And something. they have a special, special American asylum there for him, for him to interact with. American crazy people as well, which I loved. He called them crazy. Because Murdoch is a very, very, very hard worker, so he has to be the German prisoner with all the hard work. In but did you know Liam Neeson is an ex-smoker, so this role was really hard for him because he had to smoke all the time. And then, as punishment for smoking, he gets set on fire. He said, "He said, put me inside the machine." The machine. Yeah, it's a good or... thing he knew the ins and outs of a crematorium. Well, like, he said, "Well, he's an ex-smoker." He's an ex-smoker, and he, he said, give me the right dosage. I mean, perfect. Clearly, they didn't, you know, because he didn't wake up in, in time. I mean, he did, but just a little so bit you, off. So you're saying they actually thought he was dead, and they cremated, they wanted to cremate him, but they were recording it, and they're like, oh, shit, he's actually... Oh, Funniest seven videos. <laughs> well, we gotta we got to dub it over with some wacky voices, then. Oh, boy, it's getting hot in here. Take off all my clothes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and what? <laughs> this is the part where he gets superpowers. So no, this is the part where this guy runs a dojo, <laughs> and he's like, "You are my first student of the League of Shadows." Oh boy! I was really confused about what happened to that guy. Like he he, he fainted. He faints, and then later on, they're like, "He did something to," you, but like he didn't. What do you mean? Well, because they're like chewing him out, and it's like, "Oh, he like didn't they say like, oh, he knocked you out or he drugged you or something?" When? Like, when, when, what's her face? Jessica Biel is, like, chewing him out for it? That fat guy? Yeah. She's chewing him out. Wasn't she? I don't know. She's like, you've got to be the dumbest. You check his urine, you know. What? Do you not remember that scene? Did we watch the same movie? Yes. Did you watch an extended cut? I don't, because I've watched just yeah. the theatrical cut, buddy. I don't know what I watched. I just watched the. <laughs> I don't know what I watched. It didn't have subtitles. So your version even. Okay, okay. Is it? this it? No, she's... Now I'm waiting for this scene in which she's like, test his urine! I need urine of fat crematorium, guys! I rub it on my skin! Did it have the color blue in it? Or the green? Whoa, 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 Was this part red? To be fair, that was ultraviolet. Blue, guys! So blue. It's actually I didn't even notice, like, when I was... I didn't notice when I was watching how much blue there actually was. Well, it's because I notice things like this, and then I inform you, and you're like, holy shit, I can't get past it. Yeah, I can't look away. It's not that blue. Look how blue that shirt is. <laughs> I mean, it's very navy, but you know. it's still blue. Right? It's not the. It's not. I love this navy. quip here. It's not true blue. I love it's this not quip. Pepsi here. Blue, blue. You are really tan. What a great line. I mean, again, someone came up with this, and someone wrote a script for, it and they showed it to the thing, and they're like, "This is it, isn't? No, it's not. You are way out of the ballpark. I don't know this where scene this exists. scene exists." I, 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 but like, here's the thing. I don't actually want to discredit you because I really hope that this scene it exists. It does. I watched it happen. It's not, it's not an amazing scene or anything, but it happens. <laughs> it's the best scene. <laughs> it's not that amazing. It's the only scene that matters. <laughs> it's the best the scene. The only scene that matters. It's the best scene in the movie. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait for the scene. <laughs> I can't wait for the scene with Jessica Biel so sexily. 
Give me that man's ear. No, your. she doesn't say. She, at the very end, like the punchline of the scene is like, "Oh, you, I test his urine." Ah, they're like, "Hold his dick." <laughs> and she's like, "I need. I'll hold the cup." I can't wait for this scene, Bonte. It'll be like we're watching it in the end credits roll. Like I still can't wait for this scene, Bonte. <laughs> and then he reveals, "Oh no, it was me playing Final Fantasy. That's where it was." And then there's an ep- there's a level where you have to hold a jar for a guy to pee in. Silly me. Oh, you're right. Jessica Biel made a cameo in the ride. Well, the guy from Hurley from Lost was in there, wasn't he? Yeah, that was weird. So did it look like the girl? Uh, that would that would have been personal. The audience doesn't know what we're talking about. We're talking about how Hurley from Lost did blackface to play B.A. Baracus. <laughs> it was really awkward, too. Yeah, that's really awkward. It didn't Wouldn't it be really awkward if he well. never read that license plate and he just kept sitting there humming to himself, being like, I like me some Gandhi, but I don't know all of his quotes. Until Liam says him to my face. Oh, Ryan, that was beautiful. Singing. Ooh, it was. Whoa. It was his that singing. That choreography. It was more beautiful than that scene that you Whoa. don't remember, or apparently doesn't exist. <laughs> like how you like don't remember, but now it's even even it's even up for debate if it's in the movie. I mean, I've seen it. I know it exists. Is that you thinking it's just in the trailer? I haven't watched the trailer. I grilled comments from the trailer, but I wow, but I think you should really watch the trailer. God, I hope you brought the. So but then is the this one... the scene. Well, I'm... I'm looking for any scene with Jessica Biel wanting a jar of urine from the fat crematorium guy, and you're sure it's a crematorium guy? I mean, it's a fat guy, and she's chewing him out for letting someone escape, so it has to be. Ah, man, I can't wait for the crematorium guy's pee. He doesn't... <laughs> it cuts away when she asks for the... She doesn't ask for the pee, but she's... Give me his pee! <laughs> I use it to lotion up my hair, goddammit. I like how B.A. was more than happy to just jump out of the truck without even thinking about it. Without even thinking well, about he's it. Afraid that's camaraderie. He's afraid of flying, not jumping. Yeah, Hear that, Roger Ebert? That's camaraderie. He can be airborne for like a split second out of a truck. Hmm? He's saying it funny. Because Roger Ebert gave this film like one and a half stars. Yeah. I just love the way you said camaraderie. I just love the way you said camaraderie then. Did I mispronounce it? It was great. You were just saying, like, he was talking, and then I could just hear you in the background say, Take that, Roger, even that's how you do camaraderie. And I'm like, Yes, I want my camaraderie. I said camaraderie. Camaraderie? That's how I say it. Sounds like a cult camaraderie. Cama? That's how I say it. The Illuminati. That's how you say it, though, is it? How do you say it? Camaraderie. Yeah, tell us more about your cult, the camaraderie. I didn't say the Illuminati. It sounds like. A kind of cult. Ah. It sounds like a kind of cult that would be in GI Joe. Camaraderie. Camaraderie, and then they like smack their hands and do like a snake symbol with their hands, like like snake heads. Like, I'm a part of the camaraderie. <laughs> and and it's like, yes, it's me, Cobra Commander, a part of the camaraderie. <laughs> what I was trying to say though is that Roger Ebert. Didn't like, this, like film. this film. Well, Roger Ebert died, thought, so who cares what yeah, he, he has to say? He thought that it was an incomprehensible mess. You know who was an incomprehensible mess? His jaw. Oh! Whoa. Couldn't stay on his face. But he smiled. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he gave Wolf Creek one, like, two thumbs down, apparently. Two whole thumbs? Yeah. Use both hands. Yeah, I believe so. Or he didn't rate it at all. What about Wolf Creek 2? Uh... Did you know, I don't know if he was alive then. Well, Quinn Tarantino gave Wolf Creek 1 a high recommendation. He loves it. 
Yeah, but unfortunately, no one gives Wolf Creek Two the same credit that deserves, yes. except for us. That's why we. That's do why show, we yeah. are doing a team. Absolutely. That's why you recommended that movie for the show, Stefan. I did. Yeah. Oh my I god. I love the sand and the dirt. It's the A team. I like that guy saluting still. <laughs> I love crazy people. Like guy. Ryan, they call the mentally ill. He is a good actor. Oh, retards, you're right. Sorry. He plays Michael Bay really well, I think. I'm still waiting for this jar of urine scene. <laughs> Bartek, it's gotten so late in the game. <laughs> I don't it's not my fault that you're copying. I your don't Netflix copy. think it's going to happen. Next, net, next flick. Netflix. Is My clearly... next flick is going to be fat guy peeing into a jar of urine. Is that Fat Albert? Hey, hey, hey it's me peeing into a jar of urine. <laughs> um, look, I don't know why this copy of the film doesn't have it. I don't think it exists. I've I think seen you're it. making it, it up. Exists. You I think. Seen the last yesterday too, or something like. That. I think yeah. Bartek's yes. a liar. I think he's a trickster. I think he just wanted us to talk about peeing in jars of urine because Bartek went to I the doctor the other day and they said, and they, and they said, they said Bartek, I never mentioned a Bartek jar. Bartek very awkward because he got his prostate exam very young and they also said, while you're here, can you pee in this jar for us? Oh, there's Reginald Barkley, by the way. Um, the name appeared on the movie that they're I've, watching, which is I've The Great never... Escape, even though they're using the theme of the A-Team. I've never had to pee for a doctor in terms of analysis, right? For pleasure, yeah, but yes. for pleasure, have you? No, no, no. After my surgery, they they said like, all right, they just drained your bladder without permission. No, no, no. no. They they said like, when you're able to pee, that's a good sign. Oh, because after surgery, like your but bowels... was your doctor Jessica Beale? No. Well, I don't know, Bartek. The three D is pretty good in it this was movie. Doctor Speck. Speck. Yeah, he's Doctor sounds... Gary Speck. He's related a... to Spock. I believe in Melbourne, he's one of the top. Uh, P jar doctors, <laughs> top spine surgeons. Ooh, spine you got the surgeon. top. That's really specific, man. You got the top shit doctor. You got someone who didn't want to just, you know. Um, but did you get Jessica Biel to uh, ask for a fat guy's urine sample? These are the questions I need answers to. To be fair, she didn't want his urine sample. She just she said she test just told, him. She just told the people that worked there, if I were you, I would check his I, I just don't know if in fact I believe she said I would check it like hourly or something what yeah hourly where's this scene I don't know if she's an hourly but like very regular I love this scene here just like how everyone's just so polite like <laughs> hey yeah, we're a fugitive we're federal fugitive with guns and you guys don't so um friendliest mutiny ever give us it's a theft they're stealing the plane and these guys are like oh okay I like how they're not even pissed or scared. They just, like, accept it. Like, yeah, right. oh, okay, yeah, sure, I mean. Sure, you know, not? if Jessica Biel's chasing them, I think your copy of the film just doesn't have the scene. What? Are you saying go- your copy doesn't... The one that you watched didn't have her chasing them? Instead of no, no, an no, hour-long no, drama no, about her getting no, urine sample? No, listen, Ryan. I'm saying that if we're already at the point where she's chasing them, she's not going to go back to, you know, random... I, I, yeah, I said this. Yeah. I said this a few moments ago. Where I was like, I think we're a bit late in the game for the urine sample scene. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to keep going back to it because are you sure it's a crematorium guy? Maybe she's talking about like the, the sniper. I mean, the, the, the guy that they capture later on, the one um, that has the great scene with the gun and the silencer, like the no, the bold guy. No, that's way too late. No, it- I'm saying they capture him and interrogate him and they're like, maybe she's saying to him like, we're going to check your sample. No. 
because she's not the one that was going to check the sample. She was recommending people that she doesn't work with check someone's samples. Yeah, well, there, there was, she was in a German um, police station, so maybe she's talking about them. No. I need to see the I just same. really want to back... Bartek, you think I'm against you. I want to back you up on this urine sample scene. And I'm but saying that I'm I don't just, think your copy has it, so you're not going to see I'm it. I'm just saying gonna, gonna it feel, must exist. It exists. I did watch it. I, you, uh, got, you got a thing. Can you look yeah, it up or I know. I will never look this up. We are going to watch the entire movie and stop talking about it, only to talk about urine samples. <laughs> but your copy Has anyone taken a urine sample before? Yes. Oh, yeah, what for? Uh, Drugs? Yeah, of course. Drugs, you know. Oh, workplace, workplace. Workplace environments. Oh, well, you know, I've been to the doctors and that kind of stuff. But, I've, uh, I've been to doctors too. They never asked for my urine. Oh, well, I don't know what they're doing with mine, but I, I hear that mine has, you know, really, really sublime properties. Does it? Yes. Tastes yummy? Does it taste good? Well, they told me it tasted yummy. So, yeah, okay. they're going to sell it. Have probably. you ever had to give a semen sample? A semen sample. Um, To whom? Anyone, <laughs> anyone you you've been willing to give a sample, yeah, not, not like. But it's like I want to search this urine scene up, but I just don't know what the time. Um, <laughs> eighteen help. urine sample. Yeah, yeah, eighteen urine. That's all right, and it should come up. But so. Barter, can you please talk about this legendary scene, like? Can you bring it's... up the action in this movie? Because you're an action aficionado. You know... And this is... I mentioned this earlier. This is, like, the iconic scene in all the trailers, and it's probably one of the most fun and inventive. It probably has your favourite characters in it as well, which is elderly... Elderly people. Dynamite fishing. Um, so... It's kind of weird. The fat guy is sitting down, and I seem to recall him not saying anything... Wait, which I, fat guy? The crematorium... The, the crematorium guy? Yeah. Well, it's still on him, are we? Yeah? Isn't that what you were just asking me? No, I meant talk about this sequence here. Oh, when you said this sequence, I thought you were talking about... Ah, let's talk about the crematorium guy. He was sitting down in your version, was he? <laughs> yes. In mine, he's dense. <laughs> well, no, that happens too, but later on, when he's being chewed out, he's Allegedly. Down. No, you wanted me to talk about this sequence? Yes, this is probably the most iconic sequence in the movie in terms of the fact that it has the tank I watched... and it has a great comedic end. Yeah. This is this uh, scene is so good. There's... So good that they had a, a similar one in in Fast and Furious 7, you know, with vehicles falling out of the sky, which they obviously ripped from here. So they actually did. So you're saying? So this scene has, you know, the tank, and I imagine this is something that a lot of people would walk into the film knowing about. Is that a fair thing to say? Because it was in the trailer and all that? Yeah. I walked in not knowing about it. But when, you know, when he said like, oh, get onto the can and turn it. I immediately thought of a trick in some of the GTA games you can do when you have the tank. Is when you're driving tank, not too fast of a vehicle. But if you turn the cannon around and fire the infinite ammo cannons, you get a nice boost and you can go very fast. So I was thinking like, oh, I think I know where they're going with this. And that's where they went, and I was very happy. And then I was very sad that my Germans did not have subtitles. <laughs> oh, fuck, you didn't even get to hear what they said. It's so great. You have to watch it when it happens. On, They're going to be your I'm, favorite characters. I'm looking forward to it, but the actions that they did were very funny. Like, you know, big explosion. Grandma doesn't look, but she laughs. Like, oh, did she want to She's die? basically... 
you have to watch it when when it happens. Like we'll talk about. It's basically her telling him off for cheating at dynamite because dynamite fishing is cheating. Okay, it's not fair. Yeah. And then this big explosion happens. She turns around and he's like flipped over, and she's like, ha ha. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like like he got what he deserved. By the way, when I type in A team urine, yeah. The first result says, scientists find a sweet, <laughs> a sweet new way to measure pee in pools. Okay. <laughs> a sweet new way. Sweet. I think scientists, yeah. I think a sweet new way to find mm-hmm. pee in pools. Freaking sweet. I, Not great. And then the Google, sweet. and then the YouTube search I can find is, a team of scientists from Belgium build a machine that turns urine, in, urine into something. That's great. Because you just wrote a team. A- <laughs> oh, a team of scientists. Yeah, so I didn't write. Fine, fine. I write a team, like the proper, the A and the team. I thought like just a team would do, but that's my no, fucking. Yeah, yeah, you realize. Oh wait, a team. So guys, okay. we none of us have watched the original series. No, no, never seen it. But do we have a favorite character in this movie of the team? I mean, I they're all. Pretty great. Yeah, like, I I think it's hard. You not have to, to choose. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying I think it's hard not to pick Murdoch, honestly. Murdoch. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go with uh, um, Hannibal for the and the only reason I'm not picking Murdoch is because he You're looks racist. too much like Michael Bay, who I don't like. Which is much. funny because he looks nothing like Michael Bay. It's really no, weird. I he Again, I think he looks more like Luke Wilson, but only a little bit. He looks exactly like the guy from District Nine. It's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> So my favorite is I actually like Face, just because his name's Face. Yeah, that's a sh- pretty shallow. He's a pretty right? boy. Pretty boy. He's a pretty, pretty boy. Face. It's not fair to the fish. Ah, fuck off. Yeah, you're cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the logic. It's you like at the beginning of Crocodile Dundee Two, where he's um, dynamite fishing in yeah. like New York or wherever, and people are like, "You're crazy!" and he's like, "It's me, Paul Hogan," and they're like, "Oh, fair enough." Honestly, I found this scene very funny, not knowing what they were saying. It's even funnier knowing. And then look, oh. <laughs> I like when they cut back to her later, where it's like, "Yeah, this woman said that she saw a guy who looks exactly like Murdoch," and I'm like, "That's great that she knew that." You know, I, I like that that she knew that what Murdoch looked like enough I f- I by think... him asking directions to Berlin, and she like points with like a carrot <laughs> or something. She's holding like some food. Hmm. So you were about to say something emotional about it. Um, before I say, what was the point you were making? Like she recognized him. Uh, later Again, on, later. they're like, we know they're heading to here because the woman. Dis- uh, with a guy resembling Murdoch. This is the exact scene. And like, then, she just... She could oh, remember it's a sausage. What he like. Yeah. She, oh, she has blue eyes, too. Oh, my God. Well, she's German, she right? Well, so yeah, she's... Well, yeah, every German has blue eyes, especially Hitler. Well, after yeah. after Hitler was done with everything, they're like, you know what? He, he was kind of onto something with the blue eyes. Yeah, he had brown <laughs> eyes. Yeah, he, he sucked a bit, but he wasn't German. So, you know. He was Austrian, so it was a bit yes. more embarrassing. He was a short is this the scene? Like, every scene of her... Doing something. I w- Very blue. I'm I waiting would, for urine. I do to like be the idea of like, despite the fact that all this development has happened, like she, they've escaped. She would take the time to, to go to and chew out at him at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's after she sees face in the photo booth. She gets handcuffed. And she's like, I gotta take my anger out on that fat guy. <laughs> at the end, she's like, I'm gonna do everything in my power to help you. But then and she's like, you know what? It is kind of shitty that he could escape. 
I'm gonna chew that that guy before I help him. I'm gonna chew out that fat guy. The, the fat guy's like, Damn, leave me alone. <laughs> like I know I'm fat, but like, gosh, I'm I work in a crematorium. Do you know how upsetting it is to be me? And I he was guess. pretty happy in the scene. <laughs> he just wants. Yeah, to but dance, then he, but then he saw a guy come to life from. Well, that's true. By I type in A team, it, one of the things is A team meaning, and I, I want to know what that means. Alpha team. It does. It means alpha team. Or a group of players forming one side in a competitive game or sport. Yeah, that's mm. a team. A team. Yeah, it's a team. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when I read that, I didn't think, I thought, like, what a weird thing to say for the A team. Yeah, that's, that's why your before thing are like a team of scientists finding urine things. Uh, all right, all right. A team with a hyphen and everything because that's how they go. What do I write? Urine sample scene? <laughs> like, well, just... the, the sample doesn't happen. That's just a punchline. A team urine sky is the, <laughs> is the one thing. A that... team urine sky. So what? Like skydivers doing urine? No, it's the formations? skies made out of urine. That's... A team urine scene fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like two different teams, sport teams, urinating on each other. Yeah, it's like you know that episode of um, South Park where they go to the water park and it becomes so much filled with urine that it becomes like a tidal wave. Yeah, Kenny drowns. Okay, so a league of their own pee scene. A league of their own. The pee scene is what comes up. The A league though. Oh, I get it. League because it's another word for a league of their own. 17 best peeing scenes in a movie. Well, it has to be in there because this is the greatest movie ever. Nicole Kidman urinating on Zac Efron's face in the movie The Paperboy. No stunt pee was used in this film, Nicole Kidman says. (laughs) That's great. Five actors who do the exact same style of peeing in every movie. Oh, the styles of peeing. No, no, no. Sorry. Five actors who do the exact same thing in every movie. Tom Hanks pees in every movie, apparently. Not in Toy Story. When he's in them, though. Like, when he's physically there. Okay. That makes sense. Because they have Saving Private Ryan, and then, like, the main issue of the Green Mile is he has a hard time peeing. Mm. Oh, my God. What a weird thing to discover. I just keep getting news stories about Nicole Kidman actually peeing on Zac Efron's face. Okay. What a weird thing to have as your day out. <laughs> Is this the pee scene? Like, these are the things I'll keep asking. Ryan, you've clearly got an inferior copy of the film. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually really... The official Netflix copy. I'm copy. really confused. So, who... who um, out, of, out of us all, we, we, we aren't experts on the A-team. No. I mean, I have an understanding of the general mythos of the A-team and the team involving the A. Mm. Did we even know before going in that everyone had blue eyes, but also that the, what the A stood for? Um, no. no. Again, I really didn't know I actually, I just kind of assumed it was Alpha, actually. I assumed it was I Alpha. Didn't that, even, that made sense to me in my head. I didn't even necessarily know that they were military. Military, huh? You didn't? You just thought they were weirdos? They could have just... Look, I really didn't know anything about the series. They just could have been four people who go out for adventures and save people and teach them good lessons. Yeah, they could be just be four <laughs> guys. Again, remember, yeah. I was still hung up on this idea of Mr. T, who, like, you know, he, he's I, a motivational speaker and all that kind of stuff. Well, well now he does specials. So I thought, oh, maybe they do, like, heroic stuff like that and teach people good lessons? I don't know. I really didn't know much about the A-Team. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, that's okay, but Dalek, it's okay. Why? Well, Why in is the it okay? extended cut, 
Mm. There are two F-bombs. Adios, motherfucker. Which is removed from this movie. There was there was definitely F-bombs in my copy. There was F-bombs in this too. Yeah, okay. There are f- 25 extended scenes. What? Really? Yes. Hannibal recites the rules of the army rangers at the start. I think I remember that. Okay, I, I need... You guys, talk bravely about this chemistry between Jessica Biel and Bradley Cooper while I find the pee scene. I feel it, man. I feel it. Oh, my God. He's just like, oh, you're so hot. Very good commentary. Keep going. Just just do it. Just do it, Brad. Do it, Brad. You're such a good actor. Do you think, like, when... When when she when they were performing Stephane, this scene, I, I think maybe you're not the best because your last name is Bradley, so you might like be projecting. Oh yeah, Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> um, I th- <laughs> you think like when when they were doing this for real, like how many times did she have to stop because of his beautiful because of his beautiful eyes? Well, he's no Jonathan Taylor Thomas, so it's you know not the same thing. Yeah, I guess so. Oh no, sorry. The joke on the show is that it's Matthew Broderick. <laughs> who's 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 not Matthew Broderick? I'm sorry. Is there a scene in your version, Barzik, in mm. which there's an Asian man who has a mohawk? Is this man in this movie? Yes, that's not in your copy. <laughs> you are the extended cut, where there are twenty six extra scenes. Well, extended. So how much longer is this one? I don't know. I really need. I really still need to find out about this pee scene, though. That was a good scene. That was also a Jessica Biel scene. Oh my god! So in in um, you know how she and her guys come to the base and like you know she's watching. She has them watch them, mm. but they somehow escape and like you know set up the plan. Um, they're watching the tent. They can see their silhouettes. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's four random like frat boy military guys that like were paid oh here it is yeah they, so? they were paid by them and that and they're like we got fifty dollars each and the asian guy at the mohawk pointed at the mohawk he's like i got a hundred implying that like oh you know he had to shave his head so he got a bit extra so <laughs> here's a fun fact about the egg cut yeah is um at the end of this movie stefan i don't know about your cut Bartek, but at the end of this movie there's cut scenes at the end at the very end credits do you see these end scene stingers I don't... because the stingers of this is a scene that they actually do have in the movie, which is uh, a fellow convict with Face, who's really tan and much better, is the original actor of Face. Yeah. And Bradley Cooper basically is like, ah, oh, you know, like, you know, you're great. And he's like, you know, thanks for the tan, Bradley. And he's like, you got it. And then that's it. Like, they have that just shoved at the end. And then back to back with another scene of, of uh, Dwight Schultz electroshocking um, Murdoch. At the end, but these are actually in the extended cut, yeah, like in they're. scenes. Yeah. Like those two I just mentioned are after at the end, yeah. like at the end of the movie, like after like yeah, the those credits. were in the film. When I yeah, okay, it. these are. But here's Bartek's legendary scene. It's at 55 minutes in, a new scene in which um, Sosa is in- interrogates Gilbert. Is his name by the way? <laughs> <laughs> who fainted after witnessing Hannibal's resurrection? He doesn't handle it well and faints again. After she threatens threatens him, Gilbert, I see him standing there, and I was like, what? And then I turned black, and I woke up, and my face was numb, and I just... And you mopped up the footprints that let out, ignored the facts that your lab coat, pass card, car keys, and car were missing. And then, and then like, this is a stage direction. Yeah. Looks like... Oh, no, no, this is actually, like, a direction. She looks at him like he ate Smith. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, 
Gilman, you've either deliberately aided and abetted a federal fugitive's escape, or you're the single dumbest human I've ever come in contact with. You smell that? Don't talk about it. Would you like to know which way I'm leaning? Forward? And then her to the doctor. I would guess this man's urine on the hour. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's. I thought you were making this up. No. Bartek watched the different film. No, well, it was the yeah, extended cut. Yeah. Same film. No, 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 no. It's the same. Yes, it technically it's the same film, but when you watch an extended cut, it becomes a different movie. This, you... this isn't a case of, like, The Covenant. The fact that you think of it, it's it's like a different timeline. It's the it, same movie, just less things happen, that's all. There, the same like, hits. It could be like a timeline where Bartek watches the extended cut first, and a timeline where he watches the normal Netflix version, and his impression of the movie is changed completely in those two timelines. Well, they're all, like, non-essential things. Well, I don't know, we, we spent a lot of time on this one. We spent a lot of time. Of Ryan. <laughs> hey, hey, you joined in. Mister, you joined in on the... Because, like, what am I going to do? Just block you the whole time? Mm-hmm. Like, no, let's talk about this Apparently, instead. the movie you watched is 18 minutes longer. Yeah. Wow. When Barter came here to the show, before we started, he said, that was a long movie. And I said, it was just under two hours. And you looked me dead in the eyes and said, yeah, I know. The version you watched is nearly, like, two hours and 20 minutes. I seem to remember it was, like, two hours... But let's get back to the not peeing scenes. <laughs> well, I wonder well, no, there was if no in the director's in the ex- cut... No the hey, we haven't watched the director's cut. <laughs> no, we haven't. So We haven't watched the no, Bartek cut. <laughs> yeah. It was a good cut. Yeah, that's what the doctor said. Into his spine. Gee, he gets shot a lot. Do you have a spinal movie? scar? Uh, well, I haven't seen it, but I know the spot. You can check afterwards if you want. You can check now if you want. Hey, is there a reason? Okay, okay. okay change the Interesting topic. question. <laughs> In your extended cut, does it explain why um, this guy's eyes are weird? I don't think so. From here on in, like they're all like, oh, oh, I know, I know. He got he got the tear gassed earlier, but then his eyes stay weird for the rest of the movie. But in the first few scenes we saw him without the sunnies on, he looked normal. Is he? Okay? Did he get like? Well, I mean, when powers? he had the sunnies on, you didn't really see. No, it no, uh, we've seen him without sunnies briefly, when it's revealed that he screwed them over. Mm. In that scene where he's like walking through all the smoke and stuff, he had like normal eyes. Well, they gotta make him look more evil. That's true. I love yeah. looking evil. Maybe uh, he just didn't sleep well, Ryan. Mm. Or maybe he was e- like chopping up some chili, but then rubbed his eyes. Maybe he was like, "Oh my god, I've gotten bolder in these last six months. It's been really rough for me." James mm. has been has been shot quite a lot in this movie. Well, it's a good thing the previous time was like eight years ago. Well, since the opening 20-minute sequence, it's been eight years and six months. Eight and a half years, yeah. I want to be precise. Six months. So he's both unlucky and lucky. Oh, and also time has passed since, you know, they broke out of the prison, so it's probably... Been... Yeah, eight months and two days. Eight months. Eight six... months. Oh, you mean since... No, since eight years, broke... six months and two days, you mean? No, eight gotta, months, gotta six pre- years. Gotta be precise! That's what you said. I didn't say it like that, Bartek. Get accuracy right. Mimic me perfectly or not at all? Okay, fuck people in the ass. Right, that's, that's really illegal. mean to do that, your mum's impersonation on the show, Bartek. That's Ryan, really rude of you. That was you. That was really rude. You asked for you. I, uh, yeah, I'm still waiting. You asked for you. 
I'm still waiting. Uh, right, I don't like Metal Gear Solid 2. I don't think it's very good. And I'm right no. about that. Uh, I love how I'm much right. I'm right I'm right gonna, now. I'm going to focus on the parts where I'm right rather than when I'm wrong, and then I'll change the topic when I'm wrong about something. Except for when I explain my, when you actually allow me to explain myself fully, and then you agree. And then it becomes a thing <laughs> so, where it's like you didn't explain it that well, and you really had to Because you kept interrupting by being like, ah, change the topic, I see, instead of actually letting I'm me gonna, go to fruition. Because stuff. Fun, you I'm, know, I'm on about. So Ryan's okay. Ryan one, Ryan two, Ryan one. Uh, <laughs> I'm know, number one. Just, I just to let you all know. <laughs> let the listening people know that I'm Ryan number one. <laughs> I can't remember if Ryan, if if Bartek liked Mel Gissel two. Ryan one, can you confirm? Would yes. You like it? Yes. A lot. Can I? Can yes. Ryan two confirm it? Yeah, Ryan two. He has really misguided views, but yes, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> So Ryan 2, would I like Metal Gear Solid 2? I haven't actually even played any of them, so... <laughs> so why are you asking Ryan 2? <laughs> the best part of this is we've been working on the assumption that he's played them. No, I know that he hasn't played them. I've been working... You're Ryan 1, dammit! Ryan 1 would understand that he hadn't played them. That's true. Right. Bartek understands, but yes. Ryan 1... Do the voice... But... Do the voice. Uh, I thought that he had played them. There you go. Good Ryan. Okay. Jesus. Yeah, Ryan won, which is apparently good Ryan. I have not Good Ryan! <laughs> You're bad Ryan, real <laughs> Ryan. I have not played Metal Gear Solid, but I will get there. Well, eventually. I think the greatest thing about this whole entire debacle about the Metal Gear Solid thing was... Look, you worked on this knowledge that he had not seen... He has not played Metal Gear Solid, so he hasn't really got the concept right. Mm-hmm. But I was working on the knowledge... He was working on the knowledge that I have seen Kong Skull Island. Mm-hmm. Thus, we both knew what we were talking about, and you and him knew what you guys were talking about when it came to Metal Gear Solid in that regard. But I and him and I understood what we were talking about when it came to the director of Kong Skull Island being in charge of Metal Gear would do it in that Hollywood style in which none of it would make any real sense to what the actual core material I w- is. I wasn't really addressing any of the Metal Gear stuff towards him, though. That's mm. okay. Uh, no, no, but I thought you were on the assumption that he has played the games, but right. you knew that he hadn't. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Right, yeah, I just brought it up because... Also, I does this know. guy not really look like Colin Firth in this he old does. weird makeup? I was like, why does he look like Colin Firth? Much older, but yeah, he does. Like, <laughs> but like when Colin Firth's an old man makeup and you like... You know what? In, um, in Centrinians too, he did have a beard. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Or like in Kingsman, Secret Service, when he has like a beard, when he like wakes up from like a coma, he's like, <laughs> shave me. Yeah, yeah. So, guys... This is all set in Europe. Yeah. Europe? Yeah, it is. Isn't the European countryside beautiful in this movie? It is. It's beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. And it really brings out their blue eyes. Well, Europeans only have blue eyes. That's a fact. Well, that's true. (laughs) That's a fact. Well, Liam Neeson is European. Yeah. Is he now? Yeah, Yeah. Taken was a French movie, even though there was a very lack of... France. Yeah, (laughs) France, really. Yeah. How to take you, my daughter? Take mm. <laughs> I love this line delivery. Yeah, give me five minutes. Like his face, just like. Fuck me, playing Call of Duty. I like how he actually waited five minutes though. Mm. Like yeah. Oh wait, are you are you like Liam Neeson looks at his watch like it's been five minutes. Oh no, it's a trap. <laughs> like it's five minutes one, five minutes two. Oh no. So Bartek, yes. you've been to Europe. Before. Yeah, many times. Is this really Europe that they're showing us in this movie? 
Well, I've never been to this part of Europe. But you've seen enough of Europe to understand what's the real Europe and what's the fake Europe, yeah? Have I? Have you been to Europe before? Yeah. And you're saying I've seen enough of it? Yeah, have you, you've seen enough of I've the landscape to be like, nah, it looks like an American-style Europe. I guess, well, yeah, the mountains do kind of remind me of Poland. There you go, see? Mm-hmm. This is all I'm asking, Bartek. It's like when we see in movies what they think Australia looks like, even though I've never actually been out to the Australian desert before, mm. I can still tell that's not Australia. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm asking. All right. The, the way you made Why it sound... Why are we always on the opposite side? No, it's just because... The... Let's be on Stefan's side about Metal Gear it's and just... just say that we've never played it. No, it's just because <laughs> when you asked me that question, I thought you were implied that I've been, like, in every country of Europe. No, you've like, been in Europe. enough of... Europe all bleeds together. Not really. It's there got the European countryside. Yeah, there are some that are, like, you know, really cloudy and murky. You know, like so this place. Much. I've been God, to Europe. Nice. Raise hand. Never been, been to Italy. Europe. Italy's a lot different. Italy's for scum. Yeah, I've been to England and I've been to France. Beautiful place. Uh, mainstream. I can the blue mainstream. Yeah, it's very mainstream though. France. France. Where Taken was made. France. Fuck them. They couldn't even form a good defensive strategy against the Nazis, let alone be a good nation to visit. They got a good, you know, medical system though. Yeah, but they banned the burqa, so you know. Let's get political well, now. Burgers are Australian, American rhymes, you know. Yeah, they're Americans, burgers, yeah. yeah but burgers. Burgers. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's I said burger. I know, but... You know, hey, burgers. he mentioned Call of Duty. I've played that game before. Much better than Metal Gear Solid 2. I've <laughs> never played Call of Duty, so I can't say. I have played Call of Duty. Were you assuming that I hadn't? Because I have played it. I was assuming that you had, and I also assumed Bartek had, but then he revealed he had not. Is this That's the urine scene? Oh, wait a moment. We actually found out the answer to that question. Yes. You seem like a Metal Gear. You seem it was, like a Call of Duty the, kind of guy. It was the cri- no, I'm not. Yeah, no. You don't I don't seem not. like that at all. <laughs> uh, you, you play, you play freaking, you play the games of, you know. Holy the, shit, you knew. You play games. Yeah, I played the games. You're chasing cars, leaving scars. Yeah, you're not a multiplayer favorite. kind of guy, really. I don't think. Hmm? You're not an online multiplayer kind of guy. Nah. He doesn't have internet. He's too busy internet. buying extended cuts of the A-Team to watch. I love that it got so late in the movie that you're like, hey, where's this scene? Yet, when I looked at the extended cuts, it's like, you know that scene with the general? That scene goes for eight minutes. <laughs> That's half of the extended. Wow. Which scene with the general? Where he's talking to the general having a drink. That goes for eight minutes longer. Okay. Don't know what they included. I guess it's like they're more buddy-buddy. Hey, why is she so sexy in this one scene and not in any of the other scenes? Like, in this particular scene, because she's, like, got this crinkled shirt that's really yeah, low-buttoned. Yeah, I, I saw something. Like, like see? Oh. When was the last time she ironed that? Well, she was too busy capturing guys with blue eyes. <laughs> except for yeah, any got, minority. This woman needs to iron that shirt. I mean... the main main thought of the film. I mean, really, it's all crinkle, but she's, she's like, really, like, a 10 out of 10, and then she's, like, a solid 7 for the rest of the movie. Like, yeah. she's fine. She's, like, she could play your wife. Earlier in the film, she reminded she me a lot of... Uh, me? Hillary, yes. Really? Oh, I'm glad. Hillary, 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 Hillary Duff? Hillary Swank. Oh, uh, they're gonna say Clinton. From the yeah, call. Me too. Oh, when she was blonde. Well, I mean, like, because she was wearing, like, the uniform and... Yes, that makes Similar sense. Physique. Military woman. Yeah, and the physique. 
Of a military woman. Yeah, but now she's like. Well, you don't see a fatty military woman, do you? You don't see like corporal fat fat girl. Ideally, you wouldn't have too many like two fat people in a. In a movie. In in a military. Oh, and yeah, you don't want too many fat people because you're gonna run out of rations. (laughs) (laughs) It's rations, right? Oh, okay, (laughs) guys, let's join the camaraderie. No, 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 camaraderie. I say, let's join the come a come a come a chameleon rottery. What else do I say wrong? Debt, 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 debt. Instead of debt. Yeah. This guy's eyebrows are fucking off the charts in this movie. Like the the guy, the assassin guy. I loved this sequence. I love this sequence too. Is this brother like like I love when he's like, please don't let this guy shoot me. Last request. Last request, please let anyone else but this guy. I actually thought that he was going to be like, yeah, shoot me in the head, and then lean forward and he shoots the other guy. I thought that was going to be like what <laughs> happened because even the guy said, hey, wait a minute, he's behind you. Like, like he was a smart yeah, like exit wound. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exit wound. He was like, ah, oh, you got me. But then he just disarmed them because. Exit wound leading into another penetration. It's That's called what we ricochet. I mean, I, I don't know if that would count as ricochet. Ricochet. Ricochet is when it bounces off something. It's bouncing off this his fucking brain. This is penetrating through. Okay. Penetrate. It's like what Ocelot does in the first Metal Gear Solid. See, you like that one. That's that's the best one. It's pretty good. It's decent, isn't it? Like, you said it was the best one. Why are you saying decent? Decent still means best. I mean... It is decent, decent. Decent sounds more acceptable than amazing. No, no. Like, every episode is just decently designed. Like, you know, like... I can't think of an of a level in that game that I don't like the layout of the challenges within. The, it's got pretty good layout. It's, it's it's decent. Like it's it's just solid. Like when I say decent, I mean like it's just quality, solid, meticulous. Like solid very quality. very workman. Like you feel the the crafts the craft in it, the workmanship of yeah. that particular game, and then the rest of them are like. You feel like artists are involved, you know what I mean? Like, instead of, like, people who know how to make games as much. The fourth one, I could probably give you that. Although it does have a part where you go to Shadow Moses Island, so... I guess I like the third one, but I just don't like being in the jungle forever. Mm. Because, again, layouts. There there is a lot of layout going on. But, Stefan, you're Call of Duty expert. You're the COD expert. The COD expert. How's the design? (laughs) When they made COD... How come there wasn't a cheat code to unlock the A-Team? You know what? That's a good question. Yeah, it's a very good question. And it's decent. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's decent. And I think yeah. the reason was is because I just couldn't afford the the, the actors from Mr. the Mr. T is very affordable. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is he... Actually, that's a good question. Does Mr. T do any voice work in COD? Because everyone does voice work in COD, it seems. Like even Gary Oldman does a voice. You know what? I do voice work when I talk to myself. All this time. is jumping back to the '80s, but you know what he did do voice work for? Oh, I don't know what. His own cartoon. The T Show. Yeah, the Mr. T Show. Was oh, he... I remember that kind of. As in... Yeah, you know, Stefan. He was born in. He was born in the '70s. Got the raised in the '80s. So I, I remember. remember that was a show. I remember yeah. when I was a kid. It was played very briefly on Cartoon Network. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, I, Did he say he pitied the fool? The o- I, probably. The only thing I really remember is in the opening credit sequence, there's a lot of gymnastics going on. And then when I watched it yesterday, I was like, yeah, this is a lot of gymnastics, and it's not Mr. T doing them. So, um, Stefan, you're a Mr. T expert as well. Did you know that Mr. T never stated, I pity the fool in the A-Team? 
the really? TV show. The, Never. The Rocky Three thing. It was a Rocky Three thing. Really? And then it just became his thing in real life. He never said it in the A-Team. Not once. The only thing, really, about the A-Team that's iconic about Mr. T is just his look. That's about it. Like oh, that's true. Just that, it's and you get the look. plenty of quantity of him on the screen. But other than that, the iconic thing of him is really in all Rocky Three. That's why when Bartek said early on, you would say that like this is his most recognizable role. I'm like, I guess because... It's the one where he's in things the most, looks, but really, his look, yeah. Rocky Three, I would say, because it has pity the definitely, fool. Definitely, yeah. The it has the, the famous scene that I love so much—not famous, but like the best scene in any Rocky movie, in which he's heckling him outside of the court, and then he's like, "Yo, Adrian, Adrian," and then Rocky loses it. It's great. Also, I really like seeing Baracus in this scene right here, pretending to be a rabbi. It's it's because he reminds me a lot of I mean it's identical. of the scene in Trading Places. Oh uh, no, with Eddie Cody Murphy. Banks too with Anthony Anderson because he dresses up like that, doesn't he? Uh, yes, he does. Yeah, it seems like you know Anthony Anderson should have been in this movie as Mister T. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. I ate the whole plate. <laughs> yeah. That's like you know in the first trans. Have you seen, ever seen the first Transformers movie? I've only seen the oh, first. Yes. Movie. Okay, I have actually haven't. But the one line of dialogue I know from it is you know how like in the first trans in the in the Transformers movies mm. they're trying to be comedies but nothing's ever funny. Yeah. Yeah. And Anthony Anderson's in the first one, yeah, but he's not in any of the others. I think he has a line of dialogue that is clearly improvised, but I've heard it, but I actually quite like it when they got it like interrogating him. They're asking him some question. And he's inanely talking about something. He's talking about, like, a plate of food. And he just goes, like, I ate the whole plate. And he just says, <laughs> and he says, and they look at him and he just looks back and he goes, the whole plate. <laughs> and just like, why is he saying this? You know, Ryan, I, I still these days think about chocolate surprise and how much I want to eat it. What do you mean? There was his dessert from Cody Banks 2. Oh, yeah. His chocolate. Chocolate surprise. His... <laughs> His um, chocolate salty balls, yeah. yeah just like <laughs> that, that too, but that's someone else. That's is a case. Is a case. He needs more evidence. Yes, he needs more evidence. So he needs more balls. We finally get a fairy on this movie. It's We've always time. been wanting fairies. This film needed a boat. Oh no, his head's not feeling okay, but he cooked him some food. His favorite. I like how he followed the plate. The whole plate. <laughs> the whole plate. <laughs> the whole plate. No, this isn't Anthony Anderson, right? This is... Wait, are you telling me that Quentin is... Rampage Anderson is not Anthony Anderson in disguise? Oh, same last name. You know what I love about this movie? The character's big revelation and development is he realised that Gandhi was also a fighter. Yeah. So he shaves and has a mohawk again. <laughs> like, like, that's what his revelation is. Like, did you know Gandhi fought? Yes. Did he? Well, I guess that means it's okay that I could kill people. Because he kills a guy at the end. Mm. Now, is that made more clear in the extended cut? Because Bartek, in this movie, he just lifts... Um, I keep forgetting the guy's name. I just want to call him assassin guy, bold guy. Let's call him bold Lynch. guy. Mm. No, not Lynch. The, 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 the Oh, the Pike. Pike. He lifts Pike, lifts him up, and just casually throws him to the ground. And then it cuts to a shot of him bleeding from the back of the head... With his eyes, like, dead eyes. And then looks back at Mr. T. I keep calling him Mr. T. At B.A. And then it's just, like, this mournful music and then that's it. It's like, oh, he killed him by just throwing him on the ground? Like, like, like from above his head down to the ground that's near his feet. And then he dies. 
It was very weird. BA survives way more stuff than himself. I guess if BA throws you, you're dead. That's okay. true. So that's what happens. That's how Pike dies. Beautiful. He just throws him calmly to the ground. Because there was okay. some beautiful like, references early on in the movie. Yes, because so... it's Mr. T. Yeah. But it's, it's never yeah. actually said in, in the, the A-team. A-team. Yeah, that's what... Okay. When he said that, I was like, okay. The T weird. in team yeah. stands for the T in pity. <laughs> I team. I petey the fool. I petey me the fool. I a petey the fool. <laughs> I, I love this. I love this. Where yeah, yeah. This is what we just talked about. But yeah. like Liam Neeson also knows some fucking Gandhi quotes. It's like and that just sets him straight. It's like, well, you got me there. <laughs> I didn't realize that Gandhi fought for things. I only thought he was a peaceful man. But I love how they intercut it with him getting ready to shave the mohawk on. Or off? No, on. Shave his mohawk? Shave everything. To form? What's the right way to say this? Shave get himself a back into character. Shave a mohawk? Shave his head to form a mohawk. It's just so long. It's got to be formal, Ryan. you got to submit Mr. it to court. Mr. B.A. Baracus was born without a mohawk? He had to shave the entire head except for the area to form a mohawk. And the court's like guilty, but in a good way. Like you and, then, and, then, and then you hear the music come in, the AT music come in, it's like, he's a soldier of this fortune trying to prove his innocence. <laughs> he was born with it, he didn't shave it. Why are the um, others being chased? And then Mr. T, can you imagine Mr. T is Bane? And he's like, Batman! You think you were born with the mohawk and you really adopted it. <laughs> like, or alternatively, no one cared about him until he got the mohawk. <laughs> That's true. That's really true. <laughs> no one cared about me until I got the mohawk and the gold chains. Adrian! <laughs> Yo, woman. Yo, woman. <laughs> That's the best. Yo, woman. Adrian. Shut up. I don't hate Balboa. I hate the fool. <laughs> Mr. T did not make a cameo in this movie. No, he wanted the to play man, if he had to be in it. The man who played Face originally said that he regrets making a cameo and that he has never watched the film and does not want to. Yes. He's ashamed that it exists. Really? Yes. Oh. I'm not. Like I'm really disappointed that they didn't actually have Mr. T come back as... Baracus as well, like. Well, that was Mr. T's stipulation. Like, if he was going to be in the film, he wanted to be Baracus, but because that makes sense. Yeah, I it does absolutely totally agree. Do you like, know what the, decade the eighteen the, the show was made? Eighties. Eighty-three, oh, in fact. I think. Everything was in the. You said that you were born then. Remember, you were you're the seventies and the eighties. You were there for the Mr. T show. I was like, yeah, he's only a few weeks six older than months me. old. He yeah, was a few weeks older than you. In the eighties. In the 80s. You know, we're too born... young to remember the 80s. We were born in the 80s and he was mm. born in the 70s. I guess that's the trick. Mm. We were born in 80. He was born in 79. And there's people listening to her being like, fuck, I didn't realise they were full-grown men. Like, with wives and kids. And like, <laughs> I thought these guys were like in their 20s. Far out, man. I can't believe I'm listening to like 40-year-olds talk to me. Yeah. 40-year-olds? Yes. Well, Liam Neeson's growing a bit, so I guess there's no reason why. Fun um, fact, he dyed his hair. Yeah, well, there's no reason why. He didn't die. Mr. T couldn't be Baracus in this movie, potentially. He so should have be been Hannibal. Where he's the new older Stop leader. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, why not? 
and they're like, I'm better the fool who ain't Hannibal the Lecter. We've uh, we've also heard that Dwight Schultz really liked the performance of our current. Yes, he did. Yes. Um, and we also, I don't know if this was on IMDb or another website that I looked at, but um, the director, oh, uh, sorry, the the creator of the TV show, The A-Team. Yes, he liked it too. He really, really liked the movie. He was he was one of the people that like... Championed it, yeah. Yeah, he said that he wishes that he could have developed some of the characters in the show the way this movie did. Hmm. I agree. I mean, I saw... I, 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 you agreed despite not having seen the show. I agree. Because, you know, shows in the 80s don't have that level of character development that we have uh, climatized to now in yeah. TV's landscape. Mm. You know, like, certain shows did, like Star Trek in the 60s did, but, like, g- mainstream, normal, every... It's more yeah, about the adventure. It's more about the week-by-week adventure, and that's about it. And then a reset, you know, like The Simpsons, the, yeah, a reset like, of the stars cry. Everyone's who they were who they always are they never change unless someone dies and then that's it and then they forget about their death by the end of the episode yeah because they gotta move on yeah the audience doesn't want them to move on they want more episodes they want the same thing. they want more fireworks <laughs> exactly more burning they should just wait till new year's action. new year new me mm. so that was very good that was poetic. That yeah. was actually uh, stated in Metal Gear Solid 2 at the end credits. It was like, new year, new me. And then it was like, quotations, liquid snake. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> My favourite part. And then it has like an end cut scene of just his arm on the ground twitching, crawling over and grabbing his cigar and lighting it. And then you're like, Liquid what? doesn't smoke. At least not that we saw. Exactly. That's why there's a cut what? scene. What? It's because he's still We're got a, bit of a, a personality of Ocelot. Just to be clear, he does smoke. Just to be clear, everyone, when he said cutscene, he's not talking about cinematic cutscene. He's talking about a scene that was actually cut. Yeah, it was cut. Because in video games, cutscene means you know just a scene that you watch. No, it's not actually cut. What? I mean, cutscene means cutscenes I mean, right? in yeah, video games. What do you mean? Cutscenes in video games are the bits where it cuts to the scene and then goes back to the game, yeah? Yeah, but, like, the other definition of it is, like, you cut out the scene. Oh, uh, okay. movies. So we're just yeah. being clear. We're talking... You mean literal, yes. Yeah, like, these scenes were cut. Yes, yes. Mmm, CGI. Mm, mm. Big explosion. Hey, he said Jesus Christ, but is he a good Catholic? I gotta ask that. Hey, we never saw that guy get taken down. Like, that Catholic, Catholic cop. Catholic, yeah. Well, we see him chasing after the helicopter in the hospital, but he never actually reaches well, the roof. He, he needed to, you know, get away, go to the Vatican for. As a, this is happening, friend. it cuts to him and the Pope saying, "It's me, Pope Benedict. I've got her attire, and I've got to give it, give it to a cool, cool new guy." And the Mexican guy's like, "I'm actually Argentinian," and mm. they're like, "Oh my God, it's oh. Francis!" <laughs> and little did we know, his real name was Francis. Yeah, real name. Oh, like well, you can just be Francis the Pope. Yeah, that's what I was assuming, buddy. But they, they... What is Pope Francis' real name? Huh? What's his real name? I don't remember. Do you remember any of the Pope's real names? Um, I remember John Paul II because he's Polish, but it slipped my mind. It's just Polish for John Paul. No, it wasn't. Damn it. <laughs> oh my God, my... <laughs> Wow, this My is, family's going to kill me if they listen to this. This is crazy. I'll remember. tell you, they won't. <laughs> they fun. will. They'll kill me if they listen to this. Hey, guys, if you're Bartek's family listening to him being the best Catholic at the moment, <laughs> you should be very impressed. I think it was Jan. 
Yarm. Jan. 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 Jan is the yeah. Polish equivalent of John. It's spelled, uh, spelled Jan, though, so, so that's kind of funny. Jan. Yeah. Jan. Well, damn. That actually was Brad, you know. Cooper. Really? No Not Pitt. That would have been weird. Whoa. He this one's actually better than I remember when watching it last night. Well, <laughs> that's the thing about this movie. Upon rewatch, everything's bigger and better and more explodier, but in a good way. Michael Bay, you brought up a lot. A lot of people draw a lot of comparisons to this being just another stupid Michael Bay-esque kind of explosion fest. But yep. a lot of diehard fans of this movie, like ourselves, are aware that the thing that makes this stand out above a Michael Bay movie is it is on purpose. On purpose, It is on purpose schlock. Like, schlock mm. is a good thing. It's not always a bad thing. When you hear the word schlock, some people go, oh, that means shit. No, it can mean that a movie is having fun and is self-aware of the silly nature of its premise yeah. and of its world. Like a this popcorn mo- film. Yeah. yeah, exactly. This is a quintessential schlock popcorn film. It has heart, though, and it ha- does have soul. You know, like, for a good movie, even, like, say, like, you know, you have those movies that are so bad they're good. Those, yeah. the best of those, and the best of real good movies like this all have a heart to them. Hmm. You know, like, what makes a bad movie, in my opinion, a proper bad movie, is one with no heart, no soul, and nothing real to say. One that's a corporate cash grab, or one that has no real function. This does have a function. This is not just for entertainment, but does have the message that, you know, like, B.A. goes through of the kind of spiritual awakening, the idea of a camaraderie ship. Uh... (laughs) and all of that kind of stuff and family and and, and, and identity okay. and all that kind of stuff he's dead now yeah see murder's okay murder's okay because he has a mohawk mm. yeah and you know but like this is what makes That's... these kind of movies even like good bad movies like The Room has things it wants to say and has a heart to it it's just in it's the po- it's just it's misguided it's possibly based on real well I mean like not real events but like something happened in Tommy's life Yes, but like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's why I get disappointed when people say that this is like a Michael Bay thing. Because Michael Bay's big criticism, and it is more often than not applicable to him, especially with Transformers movies, are they are bad movies with no soul and no heart and really nothing to say other than commercialism. Like, not all of his his career is that way. I think the first Transformers movie, like, even though I haven't seen it, what I get across from most people is that's the best one. Yeah, I can confirm. And it's, it's the one in, where it feels like Michael Bay actually was having fun doing it, and then the rest I, of them seem like corporate cash. I remember in year eight, like, that's when the film came out, everyone in my class was talking about how much they loved it, and even Michael Bay has said, like, in response to criticism uh, from a bunch of people that, like, he makes films for, you know, young boys. Teenage basically. boys, yeah. Nothing gay about that. <laughs> I mean, you know, not all of his films are, of course, bad. I mean, some of them do have some interesting things to say, even if they are misguided, like Pain and Gain, based on a true story. Very interesting story. He just does it in his way, which is good or bad. I, I remember I wanted to see that film, but then a bunch of my friends were like, no, it's Michael Bay. Let's not watch it. Yeah, let's be hacks. I like. Were um, you one of those people, Stefan? No, like, I, I, I think, think I have a copy of it. I just... Oh, no. Whoa! <laughs> Hold on! I need to get the extended cut of reality and let's see what actually happened. I don't know if he was, but I He was, some... but then Bartek demanded a urine test by the hour <laughs> <laughs> to find out if it was the real Stefan or doppelganger Stefan. Uh, possibly at the time, but you know, I've heard that the reviews for that movie are quite good at painting game, so I would see it. That's why I wanted to see it, because I heard good reviews. Yeah. 
Uh, you're the guy that tells me that not to listen to reviews. You're the you're the one guy that. Yeah, but if it's if there's a good review, you're just gonna ignore it and say no. They might be wrong. They might be. It does it does sound kind of hypocritical when you put it that way. It is hypocritical. But I do mainly believe. Oh, Bazek, like you've talked on this show before about how sometimes when we do read reviews from IMDb, some comments from YouTube. They, the thing about wanting to like a movie based on your own merits and experience of watching the movie and being influenced by outside perspectives of ones that you either respect or don't is a very tricky line to walk. I think mm. it works when we read the reviews because we've already talked about the movie. You guys are listening to us and our opinion of the movies. I don't think we are necessarily reviewers, but we are still critiquing the film and what the message is being about we, we, obviously wait we're, we're just giving commentary we're just talking about it yeah we're just talking about that. like this great liam neeson fight scene oh patrick wilson thought he knew some kung fu but guess who knows kung fu liam neeson like ryan though real talk we got to rename the thing we do at the end of episodes where we give reviews to something else before they start using that against us okay we'll call it common comments yeah com- comments. We'll comments long comments and then and then when it comes to that bit in the show i'm like okay the reviews now. And you're like <laughs> god damn it right we said comments and i'm like that was the extended cut of this episode oh. you can download that at whatever cd site cd site bartek what's the extended cut of this Truly, the extended cut is the seedy thing. Yeah, the seedy thing is the extended cut, where they show Brad Cooper's dick. Like, he just flopped. I didn't, I didn't see no out. dick. Like, you know that scene there where he's, like, moving the cups? When yeah. he opens it, it's just his erect cock. Then they're like, ha, 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 very funny. And he's like, it's really hard for me to do this. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. That's in the extended cut. The only <laughs> That's in the circumcision cut. The only dick I remember <laughs> seeing for doing this show was in Wolf Creek 2. No. I feel like there might have been one more, but I don't remember. We did it. We saw Dick in Sorority Boys. Did we? Which? We Uh, We saw Suds over a a dick shape. An erect dick. (laughs) We saw Titties. That was the first time we saw Titties. Yeah, we've seen... We saw Dick in Wolf Creek 2. That's true. It was cut off, to be fair, but... (laughs) It was the C-stick. Thanks that you can remember that. Yeah, it's Dick. So, she's arresting him and being like, we need to test his urine by the hour, boys. <laughs> I love this. He's been shot in the head and now is sane. Because that's how it works. You know all mentally ill people should be shot in the head. I was going to say something after that, but I thought that statement was pretty brave mm. and didn't need any more. Because I thought he was always like pretty nuts, man. So now he's going to go crazier. No, he's sane now. But and can, now he feels sane. Can you really trust a person who says it bluntly, feel I feel sane? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, it means that love. they feel sane. I feel sane, Ryan. I feel sane? I feel sane. I feel sane. <laughs> Making it a question. Now say it as Ryan won. Good Ryan. <laughs> I feel sane? That was, that was really good, actually. Uh, like, was it? It was different to your impersonation earlier in the episode. Yeah, that's why I was like confused for a second. It, like, it sounded a bit more like how I said it. Just a moment ago. So, you nailed that. Like, that was it. Like, Bartek leaning towards an actual impersonation. Bartek leaning towards an actual impersonation. That was completely completely off, Bartek. Completely off. Why did I do that? Why did I do that? Like, little, like, kids came in, ruined all these 
toy. That's the funniest thing all episode. <laughs> no, the pee conversations are pretty decent. I don't know, I like that pretty much. That Stefan just thought about this as a movie where kids ruin something, yeah. Yeah. It did, but it it, like, like But yeah, I, as, as soon as he said that, I immediately started thinking of like Legos spilling yeah, over the floor. basically. <laughs> Man, it's so hard being a kid trying to make a movie. Try oh, he's... Here's Kid Rock. <laughs> Here's John Hamm in his first ever movie role. I'm kidding. It's not. He already did. It's John Pork. No, no. If you want to be, if you want to be friendly to the Jews that we talked about that are free right now, he's John Kosher. John Bacon. <laughs> hey, is he related to Kevin Bacon in any way? No. John Hamm. No. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, there's six degrees of Kevin Bacon, yeah. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, you know that? I've heard. 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 Did you know that his wife's his distant cousin? Cool. Yeah, so the degree of Kevin Bacon was real fucking close. (laughs) That's a fact. That's a rock fact. Not a fact about the rock. It's it's a fact that just rocks. He should have... Did you know he was up for the possibility of being B.A. Baracus? The Rock? Dwayne Johnson? One. But he chose to do G.I. Joe instead. I believe in that same trivia point they mentioned uh, Mel Gibson... As Hannibal? As Hannibal, was it... Uh, at one point... That'd be okay. At one point... Was Willem Dafoe mentioned? No. no at one point, else. Jim Carrey was up for the That's role it. of Murdoch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jim Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey. Wow. And I think they said George Clooney for face. Yeah, he'd be good as a face. Just did a jar. Oh my god! How did they not do this movie with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage interchanging <laughs> as face? He's <laughs> 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 just like, "Hey, face," and he's like, "I gotta take my face off." And then they're like, good one, John Travolta. It's like, no, it's Nicolas Cage. You He's like, oh, I can't tell. They look so alike. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, There's this... another Lynch at the end of the movie. What a plot twist. Yeah, it's almost as good as a game, Kane and Lynch. So that's... Never seen. What oh, wait, I'm sorry. I never played it. It's a game. Kane and Lynch. Weird. It's terrible. It's terrible? I've, I've By heard... Rockstar, I think. Rockstar. I don't, I don't think Point it is. Kane and Lynch. Might be. I haven't played them, but I don't know if they're... You haven't them. played them? There are two. Oh, fuck. I didn't know that. I've heard the second one's even worse. Yeah, I think Yahtzee reviewed it as one of his least favourite games of all mm. time. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Cause you were going to say just... Lynch. We'll talk about Lynch. The pin. He has a Lynch pin in his mouth. <gasps> no, no, no. How Stefan said there was another Lynch. Like, that's kind of what I was saying earlier. Like, is that a thing in, like, the show? There are all CIA agents called Lynch? Well, I guess we have to watch. Alright, let's watch. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. We're now going to watch the A-Team, the show. The whole thing. Every episode, back to back. Stefan has other places to go, but he's going to stay here. Yeah, Stefan's dressed nicely. For the A-Team. For the A-Team, absolutely. Why are you dressed so nicely? Uh, Went out last night and... uh, Just, you went out and you watched the A-Team and then you rocked up here to rewatch it. Yeah, well, it's up to my girlfriend's house and uh, now I'm here. Oh, you went to her house to watch the A-Team. She's like, I am the A-Team. And then you watched her do a one-woman production Your of this film. Your girlfriend's name does begin with an A, right? It does. Yeah, A-Team? Yeah, That's she her name? is A-Team. Wow. Whoa. 
That's my... a good way to end. Oh wait, movie. the narrator's still telling us that they're soldiers of fortune. But what else? If you have a problem, I, I do. have a problem. If no one else can help, no one Ryan's can help. I haven't, I haven't tried everyone. And if you can find them, there they are. And maybe hire you can hire them. The A team. The A team. Urine in the pools. A minus team. <sighs> the urine pools. So two scenes that I saw in the extended cut are gonna appear at the end of these credits, or yes, they... that's correct. Okay. They're gonna appear randomly. Yeah, and I haven't seen this, so going in blind. Oh my god! In- ingenious. I thought that said indigenous. I almost said <laughs> indigenous. <laughs> no, I was like, I did... stopped myself. Well, the Australian indigenous pop- population pop pop populous. Chop chop Jay. Jessica Beale has a higher billing than. Well, it's because she was in I'll Be Home for Christmas. Yes. She had to travel all the way with Eddie. That's a pretty big deal. So I, you know, I think you get top billings. German doctor number one. Yeah. Dwight Schultz. He. Pike Goon. Sorry, John Johnson is in this movie. Oh man, John Johnson. Socrates. So the movie has ended, unfortunately. I think you said Socrates. 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 The movie has ended, and it's very unfortunate. But we have things to say further about the film. We're gonna each go into our own personal reviews, <gasps> comments, Ryan. and comments, Comment. and ratings of our choice. I'm gonna go straight off the bat. This movie is beautiful. It actually is very nice to look at. The color scheme of the movie does reflect like the eyes into that of the blue but not in a grotesque kind of fashion like recent movies such as you know your DC movies where they have that weird blue tint that kind of like kind of oversaturates certain elements of the frame this film is colorful but without being overtly colorful that's the thing that I think that this movie needs to be praised for especially in this landscape of movies of action varieties like the expendable movies look physically terrible when you look at the frame because of the saturation and the tinting but this movie you see things you see the beautiful European countryside you know that scene where the tank drops into the lake was really nice the tinting of blue with the fog and all that looked gorgeous this film is gorgeous to look at but it's also gorgeous to actually watch the story unfold the twists and turns and the stuff that happens in this movie is beautiful. You have, even if you haven't seen the A-Team like myself, you have an understanding of what the A-Team's about in this film. And that's the beauty of doing a reimagining or a reinterpretation of something. Because here's something that we haven't mentioned, and I'm going to mention this now. This is an 80s, let's be honest, based on an 80s cop show. It's a cop-esque show. Like, they're basically police. Mm. It's got that military But with the military... People. Yeah. This could be easily lumped into what was the remake of the Starsky and Hutch movie, in which it could have easily have been a comedic redoing, which was very popular during this time. That maybe have tailed off by then, and then 21 Jump Street happened a few years after this, and then re-brought that. But this movie needs to be credited on the fact that it didn't do what 21 Jump Street and the Starsky and Hutch movie did, which was, this is a redoing of something, but it's doing it seriously, but with elements of humor and fun without it being a comedic redoing of the original property, which is very hard to do because... It's kind of a silly premise and a silly 
show where you think of Mr. T and it's kind of like you look at it, it could be goofy, but this movie takes it with the right amount of earnest in it. The right amount of Liam Neeson saying the word plan and everything, but with the right amount of, you know, silly, goofy action. And must I say, I must say this, the action sequences are not only fun, you can follow them, but they're smart. They do smart things, whether it is smart things within a serious action moment or adding or infusing it with a comedic tone to it, such as the tank being launched across by shooting. You mentioned that, that you can do that in the game. It was really smart to see that in the movie. Like, that was actually a smart move, and it led to a good comedic punchline in that. But they have that several times throughout the movie. Like, at the end, when Bradley Cooper's plan comes to fruition where he's doing like the using the tankers like he was the cops and all that that was really smart that was actually like a fun thing to see if i had to give this movie a rating i would give this movie a really really nice little rating of smarter than you think out of misinterpreting it for being dumb yeah, I think, you know, I think that really, yeah, we didn't talk about that People. much in the episode, that, like, this is actually a lot smarter. Like, it's that level of, you know, the guys from South Park come yep. across as dumb, but it's, like, a smart dumb? Yeah. This is smart dumb. Like, like, it looks like it's dumb, but it's actually pretty smart. Like, it takes a lot of intelligence to come across as a bit goofy. Yeah. Something and dumb that looks dumb, but it's smart. We were making a lot of, like, good Catholic jokes earlier, but I, I think another adjective that works for that and this film is... Faithful. Did you? Yeah, but did you know at the end of the credits, um, BA yells "Yeah" out of nowhere because no, he did. No, no I did. I, I, did I watched that. I, I, I looked like, at the subtitles. Yeah, just now, and I, 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 I just I knew I saw the subtitles, but I was going to bring that up. I was like, oh yeah, he says "Yeah" for no reason. And that's your rating. That's my rating. <laughs> yeah. But I'll take see from you. <clears throat> if you this want. Fi- if I want, I don't want. Okay, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> this film was definitely definitely what I had a lot of feelings for. Which is kind of redundant to say because I feel that about all unappreciated masterpieces. Gotta remember that, yeah, this this was in... The scene that we're seeing right now in the theatrical version was just in the extended cut seamlessly. Uh... Keep talking. Uh, Brave soul. Did you say that this is one of the... Active, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the original face. Okay, I see. And he's like, haha, I'm with new face. And he's like, yeah, that's old face. And then... Oh, and it just cuts straight to here, then. For no reason, and yeah. the film ends. Yeah, and, this... And that one's Dwight Schultz, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This These two scenes were just in the extended cut, then. Yep, that's right. And then the film ends. <laughs> so you were saying? Um, I felt a lot of things for this film. Like I said, I did see... Well, like I discovered in halfway through the episode, I did see the extended cut, and it did feel, it did feel a little long, but it was the kind of long where you think back on it, not that you were suffering, but that you really appreciate. <laughs> what? I'm thinking mm. penis while you're saying this, and as soon as I thought, like, I wanted to lean in and be like. It's long, but not the kind of bad long. I'm like, like my penis. And then you're like, but you're not suffering from it. And I'm like, yep, like my penis. 
You're not suffering from I don't know why Stefan was laughing. Because when I said penis, he looked at me like... I wasn't thinking said, that. I was thinking, like, you know, suffering. I was just like, you know, that's really strong language. Like, you're actually <laughs> suffering. And like, oh my God, this movie's so bad. Oh my God, there's one end. Which I have. So, so the part where I said you're not suffering. He thought of you were suffering. He's like, I love um, thinking... Just whenever he hears, whenever he hears you say the word suffering, he's, he thinks of you suffering. And he's okay. like, yeah, that's it. I want to see Bartek be like, oh God. No, it's more like the concept of actually, actually suffering through a movie. But yes, please continue that. <laughs> to continue that sentence, it's not the kind of long where you're suffering like a penis, but it's the kind of long where you think back and you really appreciate that you got more time with the film. Uh-huh. In fact, it's not suffering, it's enjoying one's company, which uh-huh. is a good thing. This film is smart, like Ryan said. It's funny. It has lots of good action. Some people might think it has too much action and that it becomes an incomprehensible mess, Mr. Ebert. (laughs) Um, Others may see this film as being fantastic, which they do. I've got YouTube comments that attest to that notion. YouTube comments that some of them were begging for a sequel. This is a film with plenty of heart, plenty of good acting... To, to even just bring it back to a base thing about what a film is. It's a it's a thing that has acting as one element. And this film, the acting, on point, on another point that you didn't even know, it was just fantastic in all respects. This is a film that needs to be seen, not just as a billboard at the corner of Swanson Street and Flinders Street, but in a cinema, in a, in a, on a TV, anywhere you can. See this film, see either cut... They're both fine. Ryan and Stefan like the theatrical. I like the extended. Either one's fine. I, I want to watch the extended because of, there's a great pee scene. I mean, you've read the lines of the scene. Ryan. I need to see the scene. There, there should be a second extended. There should be a, a re-extended scene. A director's cut. It's like, well, you need to check his pee hourly. And then the next scene is, all right, let's the, the first cycle of checking his pee hourly. <laughs> the movie goes for four hours. At each hour, you come back to him being, <laughs> checking his pee. And he's like, yep, he's still human. <laughs> like, I don't know why we're doing this. And then, he's and then, still you, and then, you, see, then you see Jessica Biel on like Skype call being like, have you checked his pee, by the way? Have you checked his pee? <laughs> <laughs> I give this film hourly doses of love but converted into P. That's beautiful, man. That is beautiful. That's like Shakespeare. That's better than Shakespeare. Who's Shakespeare? Stefan, tell us who Shakespeare is. Shakespeare. Shakespeare is uh, <laughs> some some wanker from a different time who wrote uh, really um, incomprehensible material that I had to study and suffer through school. So unlike you, Bartek, I was suffering through Shakespeare. I was. You weren't appreciating the time that you got to spend with it? No, not really. Um, but anyway, I guess if if I get... Do I get to do my review? Yeah. This is what yeah. we're waiting for. Nah. Fuck him. Your Let's comments. Your comments. comments. My review time. Okay, I think The A-Team is a fantastic movie that needs to be taught in schools. In fact, why not start with kindergarten? Teach it in kindergarten. Teach it to preschoolers about how to make a great movie. And... Because the, A- the A-Team, um, the, like, you, like, like you, both of you guys um, would have said, the, the acting was amazing i thought all the casts were really good um and you know like you said the creator loves it too and 
Um, I thought all the action scenes were great, even though the one at the end, as um, as as I know, it looked like you know kids just you know walk into a thing and just breaking stuff. Well, that was an was aftermath still, thing. Yeah, that was an aftermath thing, but it was still great. <laughs> and you know, there was lots of dirt and sand, like I said. Uh, oh, like, you like said was... lots of dirt and sad, and I'm like, that's sad. That is sad. No, 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 it was definitely wasn't sad. It made it made me happy. It was it was a good movie, and lots of lots of good looking ladies too. So yeah, B. A. Baracus did look pretty hot. Yes, he absolutely did. And even though he got shot multiple times, he's he still didn't lose any energy, Baracus. So because he had Gandhi. Yeah, he had Gandhi. He knew a Gandhi quote. Yeah, and it was great character development where he reads a book about being at peace, then he becomes a Buddhist, and then he abandons his principles. Because Liam Neeson brought up the fact that Gandhi could fight. <laughs> exactly. So there is complete character one eighty in this. And you would never, you probably wouldn't see that in the original A Team series, which I haven't seen, but I'm going to assume that that's correct. So overall, I give the A Team an A out of the alphabet, an A. That's one. And what do you give Shakespeare? Shakespeare? Nah. I don't even think he uses words, Shakespeare. So (laughs) he's more of a numbers guy. Yeah, he's a numbers guy, so he gets. He doesn't get a number. I think, I think, Stefan, in the Prince of Persia uh, review, you gave it some ludicrous number, but then when I actually checked the numbers later, it was kind of a low score. <laughs> well, guys, some, like people, billion out of six some billion. people on IMDb had some high and low score reviews to give this movie. I'm going to give you guys a nice, decent seven-star review from IMDb. Bartek's going to read some comments that he found on the trailer. Yeah? Yep. On YouTube. Trailer. So I have a seven-star review now. All of these reviews, they're pretty analytical. They, they, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna echo a lot of the things we said here in this episode, and that's fine because these are real people online who gave their opinions when the movie came out or afterwards. So we have a review here that's seven stars from 2010. It's called "Overblown Super Exaggerated Trash." And I loved every minute. Yeah. Yay! Now, this review contains spoilers, everyone. So, um, just in case you wanted to know. Spoilers for the extended cut? I don't know. We have to find <gasps> out. <clears throat> I was quite a fan of the A-Team when I was a wee lad. Thanks mostly to cable TV reruns. And I was eagerly anticipating this movie from the moment I saw the first episode. At no time did I think it wouldn't happen. Of course, as the years passed, I grew older and wiser. I came to realise that an A-Team movie might just be a really bad idea. I mean, come on, an ex-army unit that never kills anyone? That, that, that uses ridiculous plans that frequently broke the laws of logic and physics? Yeah, right. Fortunately, when this film WAS announced, WAS was in all caps, mm-hmm. for emphasis, I couldn't help but feel a little excited, especially when that ca- when that cast came forward and the first trailer had me revved up and nervous. Could so easily be trash. Well, it is trash. <laughs> trash of the most glorious, overblown, wonderfully fun kind. Tongue planted firmly in cheek. And with utter acknowledgement of the fact that the most of it can aspire to, the most it can aspire to is a fun night out. The cinematic equivalent to a Big Mac. Ridiculously bad for you, and a part of you wishes you hadn't, but you still enjoy the hell out of it anyway. 
The cast work well together and have a pretty good team dynamic. Liam Neeson brings the right combo of gruffness and cool to Hannibal, though a little more humorless than the original. And Bradley Cooper is, well, Bradley Cooper. Wisecracking and entertaining as a conman face. Though many have spoken ill of Quentin Rampage Jackson as BA, I thought he was capable enough in a role that required little more of him than snarling, watered-down catchphrases. Of the foursome, the easy standout is Chateau Copley, as jittery, crazy-eyed Murdoch, who manages who manages to steal the scene whenever the camera lingers on him for more than three seconds. If District 9 marked him as a bright new talent, hopefully this film should make him a star. Jessica Biel as a conflicted agent and faces X. Sosa. And Patrick Wilson as smug CIA man, Lynch, offer some fine support, but really this film is all about the action, and the action, and the action, (laughs) which is served up with a trowel, most of it is wonderfully overblown, but in that great, oh, that was cool way, that was prevalent in the 80s, though the level of exaggeration which the climax climax reaches does start to stretch even the most resilient switch-off action fan. Hmm. All in all, my best advice is sit back, switch off, and enjoy the ride. It may not be the A-team you remember, but it's a hell of a lot brain- it's a- it's a hell of a lot of brainless fun nonetheless. And we really haven't had that for a while. Hmm. Bartek, what did YouTube have to offer us? I imagine lots of people had nice things to say. Yeah. Actually, yeah, everyone um, fucking loves the A team, Stefan. So, I do. Beep some, beep. Some of the more negative ones, which I didn't really grab, were like complaining about how Barakas said the word homie because that's not what you know Mr. T would have said. <laughs> Things like that, but I didn't really include any of them. Homie. One that I did include was uh, all caps and three exclamation marks at the end of this first sentence, gentlemen. That was one awesome epic movie! Though my mom ruined it for calling in the cell in the best part, Colin P. That's upsetting for him. Yes. More upsetting because his mum was calling about the fact that she had cancer, so that was really awkward. awkward. And that did ruin the film for him. That ru- <laughs> It was like, ruined it. Comment number two. LOL! And then he quotes... If you look out the right side of the aircraft, you'll notice the right wing is on fire. I love sarcasm! Best humour! Oh, I'm glad somebody likes sarcasm. Someone just discovered what it was and was like, I love this! This one is a lot more negative. Oh man, I don't like negativity. Anybody who actually wants to see this movie must be a 40-something-year-old fucking queer who (laughs) lives in his mother's basement. If you used to actually watch this rubbish, you must have been a nerdy-ass little kid that that would get his ass pounded for being gay. Why don't you old fags grow up and get lives and stop trying to dream like you can live the 80s over? There's no hot tub time machine for you. Wow, that was, um... (laughs) Mr. T, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) I get it, you weren't in the movie, but calm down. And one more before we go to you, Ryan. It's a short one. And it's it's I'll allow it, yeah. It's the truth that we all know in I love truth. 
Holy shit! You'd must be really desperate to be in a falling tank. Winky, capital D. That's nice. Did you know, Face, You Have Nothing to Worry About is the title of next, this next review? And it's eight stars. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Well, you're getting it because this is an eight-star review called Face. And it looks like a very long paragraph. It's just one. (laughs) There was an actual review called, here's my 2,000-word review. (laughs) (laughs) And it went for 2,000 words. It's like an undergraduate assignment. I remember first hearing about this. Cautious optimism was among my immediate reactions. Later, I caught a trailer. On that... Do not think for a second that you saw all the good stuff. There's plenty they didn't give away. I was still not sure what to think. Then, I watched it last night. I enjoyed every single frame. No, I'm not kidding. This works from the very start and never loses you. I love the show. And this pays a lot of respect to it. At times, a tad much early on. Neeson's every other line contains the word plan. And this is not only nailed this not only nails the four characters who all get an unforgettable introduction each and several individual heroic moments. It doesn't merely it doesn't merely mimic, but builds and slightly reinterprets to update the characters. They are played rather well. Liam looks like he was born with that cigar in his mouth. He was born with that Bartek. Mm. Bradley genuinely is charming and suave. Shotlow from District 9, he reverts to his dialect here and there, but that's okay. Comes across as a lunatic without without that making us dislike him. And Jackson, well, he looks cool. He's not asked to do anything he can't handle, and he's certainly got more charisma than any other wrestlers on the silver screen. Or Vin Diesel. <laughs> The acting is, in general, marvellous, and every role is well cast. Everybody is a badass in this one, on slash off at least. And that does get old every now and then. Beale is largely eye candy, as is all other females in this. Though we know that she can do this as do this kind of thing, as she doesn't let us down. The dialogue wants to be as clever and full of banter as 2008's Iron Man, and this leads to a trying too hard sum. But with that said, two thirds of it works perfectly, and, and and it's not a complete buzzkill when it doesn't. It is hilarious a lot of the time, and the half-full theatre I was in clearly got a kick out of it. This is two hours of pure fun with non-stop awesome action that doesn't repeat itself, with shootout chases and fights, and with fights. It's not realistic, and it's not meant to be. The plans are, they put this in asterisks, brilliant. And seeing them gather materials for them is a blast. This keeps to an immensely fast pace without overwhelming us, and it and and it fits in plenty of well thought out plot that doesn't confuse in spite of twists and such that hold up. The script is by the guy who did Wolverine, Swordfish, and Hitman, and a rookie. However, maybe because of the help from the director, who I've only seen one other one other thing from by his out uh, by his outstanding The Higher shorts. I don't know, man. I haven't Hang seen. On, what did he mean by he did Wolverine? The writer. But like the oh, film, the Wolverine. 
like the the one reason in Japan. Yeah. Was that out at this point? Two thousand ten. Yeah. You sure? He says Wolverine. Not Origin. He says Wolverine. Okay. They turn they turn in something magnificent. FX are plentiful, occasionally overshadowing the people. Be careful. Like he just writes, be careful. After that, like, be careful. And excellent, with a few brief poor points. But the editing is tight. Cinematography, stylish. While it's black and white, switch off your brain at the door. Hollywood popcorn flick. It doesn't claim or attempt to be anything else. And it's utterly well-made and rewatchable one at that. There is a little strong language and brutality to the violence in this. No blood, though. I recommend this to fans of the television series who don't have impossible-to-reach expectations. And everyone who can get into a movie that just entertains you for a solid 120, uh, 120 minutes should see it. 8 out of 10. Hmm. That's what they had to say, Bartek. Yeah, I, I still don't think Wolverine was 2010, but... Maybe it was. Maybe. I, I could have sworn it was a few years ago, because I actually saw that one. It was when we were in high school. Okay. What high school? Maybe I'm 2011, wrong. maybe? Because the newest Wolverine came out this year, and they always, like, went long gaps between Wolverine movies. I'm curious. Anyway, the next comic... Curiosity that... killed Bartek. <laughs> Not me, I'm, in, I'm immune to it. Immune. You wouldn't say invincible, but then you forgot halfway through it said immune. I'm immune. No, no, no. I, I re- I'm invisible I re- immune. I realize that I am not invincible, but I happen to be immune to that. To cure. I'm being accurate, Ryan. I'm being... I'm catching... I'm, I thought I'm, you were going to say, I'm a good Catholic. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> good on you. I'm a decent Catholic, but I'm a good immunity. You're not good. You don't even know John Paul's real name. I know how to pronounce it when we see it. <laughs> <clears throat> Sometimes these reworkings of original TV shows work when attempted as big screen flicks 20 years later. Sometimes not! The weekly plot and the underlying premise of the this entire original TV series were paper thin at best. And so, sorry to say, I don't think this sleazy opportuni- opportunistic rework of the 1980s TV show isn't gonna cut it. Oh, he used double negative. That means he thought it did cut it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that, he failed there, guys. He Maybe he meant negative. it on purpose. Ah, oh, he was trying to trick us. Yeah, oh, you got, got tricked, but I oh, apologize to them. This guy's intelligent. You're not immune you to, are intelligent. So. You're not immune to a bit of trickery there. So. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's a double-edged sword. You're either intelligent or dumb. You know, Bartek's, we- Bartek's weakness weakness is trickery. Trickery, absolutely, man. Don't trick me. He can resist anything but temptation. This next one is, you know, a call for opinion or like, you know, I thought you were going to say a call for help. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no opinion. Anyone else think 50 should have been BA? Was he even considered? 50? He's talking about, I think he's talking about 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes, he should have. That would have made this a 10-star movie if Fiddy Cent showed up in this. <laughs> and the villain was Nelly. Like, how? oh, yes. He would have been great. He would have been perfect. You hear that, Commenter? The person that you were hoping for was Ryan. 
Also known as Ryan 2, apparently. The bad one. <laughs> Uh, next comment. I love this film. I watch it in all ways. Enjoy it. Funny, great action, and the best cast. This film has it all spot on. It was a shame. It was a flop at the box office, but only because it came out at the time of the World Cup final! <laughs> Exclamation mark. Ah! I hope they... With an A instead of an E. I hope they don't do a remake in time with a new cast! I hope there will be a sequel in this <laughs> film with this cast, and if there is an, if there is a online petition to sign to make a sequel happen, then I win to sign it. This cast, this film is the best. Well, I'm sorry that that word film should have been plural. Well, Films is the best. Well, but like, you got it fucking wrong, but this guy got it fucking right. Yeah. This guy's got a seven star review called A Plus Team. Oh, because oh, oh, the title's like oh, A minus. Oh, I made an A minus joke, oh, but I never made an A plus oh, joke. This guy's smart. Oh, this guy's from New Zealand too, so oh, could oh, it be Barnaby Joyce? Put oh, oh, on your accent, Ryan. Right here. So, <clears throat> being a fan of the '80s television series as a child, oh, okay. naturally, I was pretty excited three or four years ago when I heard about a possible A-team feature film. Back then, I believe the rumored cast included Bruce Willis and possibly Jim Carrey? They put like four question marks after him. The years went by until about a year ago. (laughs) Literally two years went by until last year. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few years went by until a year ago. I saw a picture of the current A-team cast in Empire Magazine. What? No Mr. T? Outrage! I I was disappointed in the least, and my eagerness and enthusiasm for an updated version of a beloved classic jumped out the window and died. Then, 2010 rolls, rolls spelt with the E, of course, (laughs) rolls upon us, and the trailers for the film hit the internet and cinemas, but still... It didn't grab me. It looked tacky, unoriginal. Well, it's Hollywood and a remake, so it still kind of is unoriginal. With totally over-the-top, overblown Michael Bay-style action sequences and not a single trace of any wit or plot visible. Sad face. <gasps> yeah, this is this is sad, Bartek. If it was not for my dad, Ooh. also an avid fan of the show, offering to pay for me, I probably would not have bothered seeing the film. Well, not at the cinemas anyway. We watched the film last night, and I have to say it. It was definitely better than I was expecting. It was actually, it was, it was actually and surprisingly very good. I was fearing all my fond memories of my favorite characters, such as B.A. Baracus and Mad Murdoch, would be spat on. <laughs> and watered down. Into... Ironic, cliche versions of what they were originally. I was treated to a clever and accurate modernization of one of the best TV shows of the 1980s. That's good, Bazak. He's very happy. Hmm. The main concept... Is he a smiley face, though? No. Okay. He just had an exclamation mark, so he was aggressively happy. Okay. The main concept for the A-Team to work is all about the successful interpretation of the characters. If the characters aren't right, the film will fall flat and will only be branded as A-Team by name alone. Nothing more than a cash-in on the name. Fortunately, the characters, although played by different actors... Like, yeah, state <laughs> that. 
are successfully updated and portrayed and still somehow feel the same as the originals with the humor and witty dialogue still in there in spades. The cast did a fine job in their respective roles, especially South African actor as Howling Mad Murdoch. He was hilarious and out of all the cast resembled his 80s counterpart most accurately in his appearance. Quinton Jackson, although not quite Mr. T, still managed to portray a decent portrayal of B.A. And although I don't recall him saying his famous catchphrase more than once in this film, he made up for it with his witty tattoos. I thoroughly enjoyed the backstory to his fear of flying. Do we remember that backstory, boys? Uh, no, I don't. Also, what's his catchphrase? Pity the fool. But that's not... But he's talking about Mr. T. Oh, but he okay. hasn't said that. Like okay. clearly, he's, he's saying he said B A in that sentence, but he's talking about Mr T's catchphrase. Oh, I thought I thought B A had a catchphrase in the TV show. That's how I interpreted it. And he means tattoos, pity fool. Oh, okay. The action scenes, as obvious from the trailers, are pretty big and impressive, which is normal by today's standards. Lots of explosions, guns, slash fist fights, and airplane chases are plenty. Fill the plot. Yes, there is actually a plot. Yeah. None of the action sequences are drawn out too long, and although some of the scenes suffer from a bit from suffer a bit from a little too much CGI shaky cam and quick cuts, making visibility difficult and a bit muddled, it still doesn't take away from the film's overall entertainment value. The plot is not overly complicated, but it is there, and it is not completely dumbed down and insulting to the viewer's intellect. A perfect Balance of action, story, and humor make A-Team a brilliant and successful update film adaptation that, sex that successfully brings the A-Team into the new millennium, yet doesn't tread over the original. Thankfully, the best parts aren't shown in the trailer, and the film is most deserving of at least one more sequel. <laughs> I pity the fool who doesn't enjoy this film. Oh, it's Mr. T's review. <laughs> What, you did, what did YouTube have to say, Bajak? My last three comments. <clears throat> Give me the fools. I pity them. Ryan, the last one that I'm going to read is not a fool. But before I get to that, this movie starts as one of the most stupid and bad movies ever made. But after a few minutes, it gets very good. That's the guy who played B.A. did a good job. Good for him. I like how he made the point of one of the most bad movies. The He's first, already decided. But after a few minutes, it, it picked yeah. up. Yeah. <clears throat> the opening credits were pretty bad. The second last comment, and I'm sure plenty of people can relate to this one. I will. You've heard it here, folks. Ryan already said that he relates to this one. I, I will. Get the tissues ready, everyone. <clears throat> Siemens involved. I, I <laughs> saw this movie on satellite yesterday, and I can't stop thinking about it. That's right. There is a scene early on where Jessica Beale, only one S, is admonished by her superiors, and she is demoted to a captain. In brackets, I think. <laughs> they were too sure. She's wearing an army uniform, uniform, in brackets, a skirt and a jacket. She mm. looked wonderful, and my be <laughs> And my penis hardened a bit. <laughs> but a little later on, Jessica, now spelled properly, um, Jessica is in a movie theatre in Germany and watching it through 3D glasses and the 18 crashes through the screen. She's wearing a black leather overcoat. Ooh la la, I just had to masturbate! <laughs> this is Ryan. He said so. 
God damn it, Ryan number one. I thought you were the good one. <laughs> no, that was Ryan number two. Damn you. You said so. And the last one. No, her name's just... her name is her name isn't said so. It's it's Susso. The last comment is the one that I mentioned earlier. This one is not a fool. This one's a smart person. They, <laughs> they didn't masturbate to them. <laughs> they didn't masturbate. No, no, Ryan. They didn't. <laughs> yep. Right. And it's a very short one. It's a single sentence. I'm ready for this. As soon as I heard, quote, this court is rendering guilty vertix. They, they misspelled that. I didn't notice that, actually. Vertix for this alpha team, end quote. I knew it was the A team, and I'm 15. <laughs> well, previously sense. on my reviews that I found from IMDb, the previous review ended with, I pity the fool who doesn't enjoy this film. The current review that I'm reading, going to read you now, is 10 stars called Pity the Fool Who Doesn't Enjoy This Film. Ooh, is this a response? <laughs> <laughs> From 2012. <clears throat> yeah, get ready, guys, because this is going to be an emotional one. And yes, they are by two different people. Just want to make sure. When I heard that they were making a movie, a movie of the A-Team, I fully expected a Thanksgiving-sized turkey. <laughs> I was never a massive fan of the TV series, which despite the running theme of good guys versus the government, always felt like a smug popular culture expression of Ronald Reagan's politics, or Reaganics. <laughs> Brilliant. Just because you can remember the catchphrases doesn't mean it was any good. The TV show was formulaic, down to having exactly the same stunt. A car spinning over sideways in every episode. Original. Why... This is a 10-star review, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Why bother making a film of it? Since there have already been a few enjoyable remakes of old American TV shows, only the Ben Stiller slash Owen Wilson parody of Starsky and Hutch springs to mind for some reason, (laughs) the omens were not good for this film. The film version of the A-Team is not merely over the top, it's in a... (laughs) It's in a gestationary orbit 22,000 miles above the over the top. (laughs) Ridiculous does not even begin to describe it. There's the way Hannibal Smith, Liam Neeson, having been beaten half to death by crooked Mexican cops, avoids being shot with his own gun by forward thinking of taking the firing pin out, then uses said firing pin to free himself from his handcuffs, which he then puts on two nasty, bad-looking dogs. (laughs) Sent to finish him off. And then he says... I love it when a plan comes together. Oh boy. (laughs) Then there's the way Smith randomly chances upon another former U.S. Army Ranger B.A. Baracus, played by the Cage Fighter star Quentin Rampage Jackson, who has just had to beat up an entire gang of Mexican smugglers to get his beloved van back in the middle of a Mexican desert. The two of them go off to rescue Smith's partner, Faceman. Bradley Cooper, crashing into the gang's camp just as Face is about to be burned alive. Although, to his credit, he's still laughing and joking about it all naturally, of course. That's classic Face Man. The crew then dash off to a local mental asylum where they are told that the best pilot and the biggest lunatic ever, Captain H.M. 
The HM stands for Howling Mad Murdoch. <laughs> That's what the HM stands for, Bardock. Howling Mad Murdoch. Yeah, that, that was his nickname, the show. Did you know that? Yeah. Well, he can be found in that asylum. Having sprung Murdoch, the four make their escape in a hospital chopper, which is then chased by the naughty Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> Those naughty Mexicans. In a helicopter gunship. Having used a variety of ludicrous means to evade the gunship's missiles, including stalling the chopper to avoid heat seekers, the fearless four cross into the US airspace where luckily a jet fighter is conveniently ready to shoot down the Mexicans. None of these are spoilers, by the way. All of these things happen before the opening titles. It happens during the opening titles. He says before, Bartek! Okay. The, you know, that, that's a lot of minutes. Yeah. The A-Team... It's like Hollywood action movie lasagna. Mm-hmm. It's a layer of cliché followed by a layer of implausibility followed by another layer of cliché. And so on. With the whole lot finished off with a sickly rich layer of computer-generated effects. There's one spectacle set piece after another. If anything, the A-Team just tries to too damned hard to blow us away to the point where the possibility that anything that is displayed on screen could actually happen becomes inconceivable. While they were blowing all that money on CG, they clearly didn't bother spending much on makeup. Liam Neeson's grey hair looks like it was done by the people responsible for the before shots on those Just For Men adverts. Mm. (laughs) Mmm, that tasty 2012 reference. In other words, it's every bit as implausible as the rest of the film. And just, this is a Ted Star review. Yeah, right? I remember, yeah. And just when the implausibility ratings couldn't get any higher, the woman pursuing our friendly rogues, far from looking like the freak from Prisoner's Cell Block H, as you might expect a ball-breaking military chick to look, wears heels, a sleek black leather coat, and looks like Jessica Biel. <laughs> <laughs> is this the masturbator guy? Oh, hang on. It is Jessica Biel. <laughs> they just realised they made a new paragraph for that one. And yet, watching half an hour of this utter nonsense, I noticed something else. I hadn't stopped smiling. As one high-octane, tongue-in-cheek instant followed another, I found myself muttering, No way! As frequently as B.A. Baracus was grunting, This is bullshit, man! In other words, a lot. Because the truth is that the A-Team is fun. Just leave your reality check at the door. (laughs) (laughs) Not that action movies should ever try to be kitchen sink dramas. In fact, this is... (laughs) What? (laughs) They shouldn't be kitchen sink dramas, you just said. The faucet's not working. In fact, this is an everything but the kitchen sink drama. So it's one gag in the old Hollywood sense after another. It's as much as a homage to Buster Keaton, albeit a very loud violent homage, as it is to the original A-Team TV show. And at least it doesn't take itself as seriously as Mission Impossible Blurg. It's almost... It's also got... It's also got franchise stamped all over it. At the very, at the very least, expect a sequel. Okay. For those familiar with the TV series, where Hannibal, Face, B.A., and Murdoch are all soldiers of fortune in the Los Angeles underground, this film is like a prequel. It ends where the TV series begins. And don't worry if you don't catch it at the cinema. If you got it, 
If you've got a problem and you know where to find a blockbuster, you can hire the A-Team. On DVD in a month or two, at least. This was written two years <laughs> <Yeah>. later. <laughs> two years specifically in May. <laughs> so, like, like that's a long time. Yeah. I guess it only came out there. So, that's it, guys. Stefan, you know, being a Metal Gear expert, it was great to have you on. Yeah, you're like being a cod expert. It's cod. You know, you're an expert. You should know this. Cod's a fish, though. Yeah, you might be an expert in that, too. I don't like fish. You don't like fish. And I'm an expert in everything. You know, especially the A-Team mythology. But not in in the urine pit. Well, that was the extended cut. It's still mythology. I'm talking about the mythology of this universe, of the theatrical cut. still happened. You just didn't see it. In the theatrical cut, but mm, do right? I have to explain to you in a very long, complicated way where you keep interrupting me, like about the Kong Island Metal Gear thing again, or are you just gonna accept what I'm saying in the theatrical cut? It's pronounced camaraderie. It's pronounced. It's pronounced camaraderie. Mm-hmm. As always, you guys have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful, superfluous, stupendous, amazing, listening people. I've chucked in amazing twice because that's how good you are. And it's superfluous just to be nice. That's just me clapping. Uh, yeah. The others didn't... I mean, he... Uh, so Stefan did, like, those little... In the backgrounds. Yeah. Bartek just nodded, which I is great. you were clapping at me. No, I'm clapping at the audience. Don't you oh. want to Guys, you've been stellar, and you can, keep, you can keep being stellar, or you can use your real name. I don't mind. I was about to say, yeah, they're not all stellar. Stella, you don't have to get your groove back. It's fine, you Some know? Some of them are Toms. Some of them are Jerry's. Some of them are Droopy the Dog. My favorite dog. Sorry, I was thinking the Tom and Jerry movie. That's why I said yeah. Jerry. I knew you were going to go droop. So, you guys. Some of you if are the Manny that owns Tom. Oh, no. Thomas, he mentioned, Thomas. He mentioned the racial insecurity <laughs> of the time. Insecurity. Oh, yeah, the time, yeah. <laughs> because they updated her as a white woman. They updated her as a big white woman. A big Scottish woman, I think. White, whitewashing. Scott washing. That hate role it was when originally they, played by a black woman. Or a black man, you know, we don't want Maybe to judge. Right. We don't know the voice actor. So, guys, if you want to suggest an unappreciated masterpiece, you can. Because you can find us on Facebook. Whoa. Spin Polish Presents. I know, it's shocking. Whoa. And if you want to listen to us, we're on Podbean, iTunes, you know, everywhere. We're on YouTube sometimes, <laughs> a little, not very much. You know, there's only a few on there. Apparently, people really love just visiting with, um, you know, Jean Renault, which is great. But you guys, if you want to suggest there's a post on the page, because, hey, we don't always know everyone appreciate Masterpiece. Bartek, Stefan, myself, none of us watched this movie when it first came out. I don't know if it wasn't for my fortitude, we wouldn't have watched this. If it wasn't for my ingenious nature to know these movies, we might not have. I can't always be a genius in or out. We need you to be the spine of the show, to help us. You might say, hey, why haven't you done an Adam Sandler movie? Well, are there any unappreciated ones? I don't know. Do you? Tell me. I'm not saying I want to do an Adam Sandler one. I mean, we already pitched his his follow-up villain, villain role in uh, Green Hornet as the villain in Green Hornet 2, which, by the way, should happen. Yeah. Just saying. Yep. Villain, you know, Adam Sandler is an evil sailor who doesn't want to get off his yacht. Brilliant! And Kevin James is his, is his muscle. <laughs> oh well, that's that's life for you. As always, you guys should always 
remember to not pity the fool because fools don't need pity they as just, Mr. T would like you to think they just but need education always remember to be kind to each other Three. okay episode's over Ryan we need to get out of here right now because there's a bomb where? in this room I've hired the A-team they're gonna come and they're gonna try to get wait wait you're telling me that you had enough money to hire the A-team? oh they didn't take any money I just said I pitied the fool, and they're like, well, we're not fools. And they, they we don't need pity. But anyway, Ryan, the point is we need to get out of here because the bomb might blow. And if the bomb blows, we might not be on next week. Well, I've got a real big question. I know we've got ticking time bomb going on. Tick, yeah, tick, 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 tick. Um, how are you? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> I mean, Stefan, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I mean, we don't know we've got this bomb in the room and everything, and I could ask this outside where we're safe, but... Yeah, just uh, make sure you, you list, listen to my podcast on iTunes, Smash Pit Backstage, set up last year. If you like punk and metal interviews, it's on iTunes. Smash I didn't ask backstage. you about that. Yeah, That's we fine. We really should ask how I was. <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> we should have really mentioned this before we ended the episode. No, yeah. no, it's fine. Wait, what was the name of it again? Just go slower. You know, tell us all. Smash Pit Backstage. So it's just uh, punk and metal interviews. That I wow, I love, sin. I love interviews. Oh no, Bartek, I hear the final ticks of the bomb. And he said sin. That's not a good Christian. Oh no, but he's a good Catholic. Oh, right. So that's okay. Well, Bartek, the bomb's about to go off. The A team's going to come here. I guess we better, we better leave. Yeah. Or we could just stay here and keep chatting about your feelings. How are you? Good. Why are you so good? I'm, I'm feeling a little indifferent. Though. About the bomb? You might call me indifferent Ian. I'm not going to call you that. <laughs> that's I've heard that before. Yeah, that's a reference to a Stefan thing. Stefan, are you Ian? No, I'm well, not, we'll I'm never not. find out. Oh shit, the bomb! Oh no! Three, two. two. Why are we counting along? Why are we running? <laughs> One. <laughs> boom boom. <laughs> It's okay, guys. It's me, Ryan 2. I'm the only survivor. Ryan 1 carked it, but he was a good boy. Now it's only me. Stay tuned for the adventures of Ryan 2, living in the world of sin. I'm an angel. And Stefan's a god. <laughs>